159 of the Reptile Gumbo Podcast. Uh, I've got both co-hosts, so that's weird. And I won't lean near the... And Katie decided to try and uh, hide cold. herself in all black. I was so cold. She looks like she's doing poetry at a coffee house. <laughs> she, wa- she walked she in as a Johnny Blackout. John, uh, Johnny, Johnny Cash, Cash outfit. Just, yeah. Every time we applaud for her, she's going to snap. Shut up. <laughs> You're such a dick. <laughs> she's, she's so broody. I just want to take a uh, nap, honestly, but it's seven o'clock at night. So <laughs> at this point, a nap would just be sleep. Oh, uh, anywho, uh, you, Katie, you ready to do some sponsors? I'm not. Okay, well, I'll do our first sponsor. Uh, our last show that we put out was some interviews from the Reptile Show in Brian, uh, College Station. Sorry, Brian slash College well, Station. The show's in Brian. It's in Brian, but half the people stay in College Station because it's the same fucking place. It's, it's Thor Rock. And you, you literally drive down the street in College Station to a sign that says "Welcome to Brian" while you're still on the like. It, there's no like, like delineation. Yeah, you're just like there. Yeah, it's like it's one big block. Well, that's why it. it's all said in like a slur together. Right. Brian College yeah, Station. Brian College Station. Like, hey, it's it, Lana. Lana. We miss Poseidon. She can't we walk downstairs. Have you have you seen him? <laughs> she has fallen downstairs twice in recent history. Am I supposed herself. to be surprised? No, I'm just okay. stating a fact. I've met her. <laughs> Y'all leave her alone. So anyways, no, we really miss you, Lana. Uh, we did get to see. I did get to see Lily again this weekend. She was at the show. It was funny. She was sick, but she was there. So we hadn't seen seen Lily at a show in forever, and she was at the Brian College Station show. And I watched so many people come up to her as if they are seeing her for the first time in years. Yeah. Because oh, I about tackled her from across the her, room, though. right? And I'm pretty sure that our kid almost cried when she saw her. Like so, she was so excited to see that her. Is <laughs> Lily, our friend from No Drama Lala. And then Lana, who used to be our friend for No Drama Lana, but now she's a Yankee, so fuck her. Well, she was already a Yankee because she's from like Washington or that's true, Oregonia or <laughs> Oregonia Trail, something like uh, that. So, anyways, back to the, the north Herp. of I ten, you're fucking Yankee. <laughs> Herp shows. Let's go ahead and give a rundown of what we have coming up with the Herp shows. Uh, Waco, Texas, is March 25th and 26th. That's this weekend. It is. You're off to Waco. We ain't coming out. <laughs> How long of a ride is that? Three hours? Is that the, I thought it was. Maybe it feels more. like it's farther from here. It's because it's like it's literally the middle of Texas, and is it west? It's past Austin. Uh, it's north, east of Austin. Okay. Um. And they finally finished all the construction after like sixty years in Waco. We'll start some more. Uh, yeah. It's so not. it's it's a little better. Um. But it is downtown Waco. So oh, yeah. it's it's kind of a. But there won't be an Iron Man this time. Yeah, no, Trump's having a rally. Is he? Really, oh, he's supposed to get arrested, isn't he? So. Yeah, at the uh, yeah. Well, he anyway. he came out and said, "I'm gonna get arrested on Tuesday," and they said, "Well, we're not gonna do what you said." So they didn't <laughs> arrest him on Tuesday. Some crap like that. But anyway, he's having a rally at the airport. Is he planning all his rallies where Herp shows are? Because this is the second <laughs> this time. Twice. At least this one's not literally across the street <laughs> in the same complex. We don't get shut down. Right. Shh. That's <laughs> true. Even though. That was the one of the best shows I've ever had because I it was like I was so exhausted. <laughs> because people were like coming in. I gotta buy. It's only, it only a, have one it day. It was a longer I gotta buy. show. Shutting things down. Oh my god. It All right. Uh, anyways, Waco is this weekend. Or and if you're looking for a high quality PVC rack, look no further than Lone Star Reptile Racks. 
They will offer a variety of sizes for all types of snakes, geckos, rats, and more. You can even order something custom. Shipping is available, or you can plan to pick up at Waco. Well, maybe not Waco. No. Um, (laughs) But further down the road at some other shows. At the other shows I was about to name. And you can visit LSReptileRacks.com to reach out to Lone Star Reptile Racks and place your order today. Today. It kept going away on my phone. Okay, anyways. So, yeah. See, Robert, about shit. If you want him to make shit for you, he can make shit for you. I can make you a giant shit if you wanted that looks like it. We oh. gotta we gotta plan something for me. We'll talk about that later. What? Oh yeah. They're in the chat. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> uh April first and second is Slidell, Louisiana. Uh Austin, Texas is April twenty second, twenty third. And then back home, Pearland, May sixth and seventh. I'm excited about the home the home show. Lee and Amanda, are you guys gonna be in Waco? They are gonna be in Waco. Good. I'll actually come talk to you, Lee. Uh, college station was stupid we will not be in Waco uh, Robert will be Sunday was not a great day uh, but yeah the Pearland show is May 6th and 7th we're excited that's our home show and then Lake Charles is June 3rd and 4th that's exciting just because we haven't been to Lake Charles in literally years but are y'all coming to that I will it's it's June 3rd and 4th I may I don't know my brother may be in town so it, James is definitely coming yeah well, I'll be there to help you <laughs> well James will be there for sure although we may just come over for the day anyways and yeah. they may go from their home that's a good thing it's only Two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah, I know on Sunday, Josephine and I have to leave and come back early because we're going to see Wicked that night with her Girl Scout troop. So, Cool. Okay. Uh, and then Conroe, Texas, June 10th and 11th. That's Katie's birthday weekend. My birthday is on the 12th. It's on Monday. It's funny. Our, both of our birthday weekends fall on Conroe. Uh-huh. Every, every And time. our child's normally falls on New Orleans. Uh, which doesn't exist, exist anymore. Uh, Shreveport is June. That's So that is what was the Longview show. But because of scheduling stuff... Uh, Shreveport, Louisiana is June 24th, 25th, and then back over to Slidell, July 22nd, 23rd. So that is the list of Herp shows coming up. Uh, check out Robert. He'll be at, uh, looking at all of them. He'll be at all of those. Yeah. The only one I don't do is Oklahoma City, and I think that's in like July. And that's too fucking far away. Yeah. And I, I'm not I'm not going back to, I've decided I'm not going back to Oklahoma. Nope. Not now, that, now that our friends are moving here, I don't have any reason. I have to no go reason to go to Oklahoma. I'm not even from Texas. I'm just buying into the whole, I live in Texas now, I have to hate Oklahoma. So it's fun. But I've been there, and it's there's a lot of nothing up there. For anybody that's listening from, they're not listening from Oklahoma. They don't have internet up there. We're good. <laughs> uh, also, uh, our friends <laughs> at uh, uh, Wiregrass Exotics. Check out Wiregrass Exotics if you're in Alabama. And then just another shout out to our friends over at Focus Cube, because every time I see the sign, <laughs> it makes me happy. Um, okay, let's go ahead and bring our guest in who's sitting there and who's already talking to people in the chat. Don't talk to Dax. He'll think people like him. Stop that. <laughs> All right. Our guest is Nathan Katz of the Retic Lounge podcast and <laughs> Katz Reptiles on Instagram. Yes? Yes, sir. I got it. I, I was afraid I was going to forget it. Oh, you're so funny. He's also uh, a bald barber, and I don't trust a bald barber. That's exactly if he's a bald barber, that's the guy I want to go to. That's what I go have done at the barber. That that's my clientele right there. So I'm I'm happy. Nathan's like, I can make you as smooth as a baby's body. But he's probably nowhere near here. He's nowhere near here. Yeah. Nope. Salt Lake City. Yeah. That's been there once. Never been there. Yeah. I had uh, too far away. The last job I had before COVID. We had a branch there. Too far away. Not going there. Yep. So Nathan, how's it going? Uh, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Uh, long day of teaching, but excited for this podcast. And then I uh, am recording with Lucas right after this. So what do you teach? Bar- I just- uh, barbering. I told you. So oh. I teach at a barber school. Did I you just work tell at a me like shop. right now? I yeah. just said he's a bald barber. I know, but 
Did you just say that that's what he teaches? But what, what else? He could be a barber on the side. I mean, you do a lot of shit on the side. I I, I do both. That's cool. I thought maybe he taught like elementary school art or something. (laughs) I don't know. Nathan, you you give off elementary school (laughs) art. (laughs) I mean, there's like a badass dragon (sighs) picture on the wall and leave me alone. Go ahead. I had a long day. Okay. Let the man finish his statement. (laughs) Third grade sucks. (laughs) All right. No, mm, I I, 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 teach, I teach barbers. Uh, yeah, I, I work at a, a barber shop here in Salt Lake, and then do the reptile thing on the on the side. That's cool. Yeah, teaching a lot of Mormons how to cut hair. James, what? Don't be ugly. Not being ugly. He's not They're, totally it's, wrong. It's full of Mormons. Don't encourage him. <laughs> That's like, oh, I'm in Italy, but I'm not going to say anything about Catholics. It's full of Catholics. Fair point. Okay. So, anyways, hmm. uh, we're not here to talk about his barbering skills. Bar- no. bar- bar- barbering? Barbering? Barbering. Just, barbering. Just sounds weird. We'll, we'll keep it simple. Uh, but you do have a podcast, and uh, we can talk. Speaking of your co host, we will be talking to him. I don't, my co host never know who I have booked. We'll be talking to him in two weeks, by the way. No, who is that? <laughs> Lucas is his co host okay. for his podcast. It's cool. You'll meet him in two weeks. All right. Don't really listen. To I know. Anything I, anymore. I, I'm. I'm aware. I'm just a talking head, and both y'all are just here. Yep. I'm just looking at this person who caught a baby plain belly water snake, put it in a tub with some dirt and some grass and some sticks and a blackberry and a raspberry, no. and are like, it hasn't eaten Wait any of the food we gave it. We've um. seen that before. <laughs> We've seen something like that before. That's a blackberry and a raspberry. Why? That's got to be a repeat because I remember I us know. talking. It's been on this podcast before. We talked about know. someone putting steak. Um, I think berries. there's a grape up there too. So, are, are any of you all comedy fans? A huge comedy fan. So, like, just from this perspective, I, I haven't watched much of this, but this looks like the reptile version of Legion of Skanks. Yep. Like just how you guys are set up and like how how yep. shit's rolling. So, never I, thought about that. I agree. Robert's pretty skanky. Yeah, you know. Well, at least you went with Robert, not your wife. Good <laughs> call. I don't have to sleep next to Robert <laughs> later night. So, <laughs> anyways, uh, so, so Nathan, what do you keep? Does so everybody know if they don't listen to the podcast? And then we'll talk about the podcast. But I mean, it's called. Uh, yeah. I know, so I, I keep uh, super dwarf reticulated pythons. Awesome. So I've been keeping them for seven years now. Super dwarf. What I- made you pick? I mean, because they're uh, not twenty feet. Okay, that was that was going to be my question. <laughs> James knew where I was going. Did you pick dwarfs because you preferred dwarfs, or because it's better for you to handle by yourself? I uh, I had some good mentors here, so I started off with ball pythons, kind of like everyone. What a loser! Then, oh, yeah, sorry. yeah. I, I I mean, I don't keep them anymore dick. for a reason. <laughs> he evolved uh, like the rest of us, James. <laughs> you still have ball pythons in your house? I don't own any. That's true. Your wife does. Yep. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, Nathan. Nathan. No, 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 you're good. So I kept I kept those ball pythons for a little bit, and the the buddy of mine who got me into snakes, uh, he always kind of talked about how retics were, you know, what we remember them as wild caught twenty years ago, and uh, it's just never a species that I ever thought I'd keep. And then I met some guys locally that were keeping some of the dwarf super dwarf stuff, showed me how manageable it could be, and that's kind of what led me originally into it so the okay dax they are 20 feet 
the news told. Actually, I take that back, Dax. They're thirty-three feet because that's what every book has told me retics are. Yeah, thirty-three. The feet. National Geographic website says thirty-three feet. Yeah, don't try and lie to me, Dax. Seventy-two feet. <laughs> that's what those pictures. It's uh, Titan boa. That's the some uh, lady was talking about it on Facebook. I saw it. Seventy-two feet. That's the uh, anacondas back when they went into the jungles in the eighteen hundreds. They were seventy-two mm-hmm. feet. Yep. But fucking anaconda. So, <laughs> so, so super dwarfs are they as i mean I'm, they're obviously the same species but are they as yeah. intelligent and as much as like the larger mainland ones you know everybody looks at them you can tell like a mainland retake a big one is thinking when it looks at you do you get the same feeling with a super dwarf uh, i think just as much if not more <laughs> uh, a lot of people will tell you that they're more active more defensive whatever but I think they just have a little bit more energy than some of the mainland stuff in my experience. I haven't kept any mainland, but I have buddies who keep and it just seems like my animals are much more curious, much more apt to be moving around their enclosures. Also, they're probably not, you gotta figure super dwarfs aren't getting as fat as many people's mainland retakes are getting. Well, I mean, I, I hope people are keeping their mainlands a little bit better now. No, it's, it's still humans. It's, they're not. I mean, there's some there's some keepers striving to be better, but then yeah, you yeah. see the typical. I want a monster in my collection. Yeah, I want this fat, large thing that I can go look what I did. I'm a good so, keeper. At at the risk of sounding like I'm stereotyping people, it's not not stereotyping them on anything Do other it. than Do how it. they approach my table. Certain questions, and I just I'm like, you but just bought your first reticulated python, didn't you? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. My first snake. I don't want to, whatever's the biggest. And I, I can always spot that guy a fucking mile away. Because he's got to feel manly. Yeah. Walks up. He like carries himself like he's the shit. Mm-hmm. And he's really not. Right. And, and gotta- then he's like, uh, I like literally had someone this weekend ask him, uh, what do I do if it bites me? I don't know if I can bleed. Stand there until it lets go. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, and then about that time, that anaconda bit that guy on the neck right next All to right, us. So we're going to get into that later. Yeah. We're going to get into that one later for sure, because I want to talk about that. So that was a full-grown yellow anaconda. Intrepid Exotic said we caught a wild retic here in North Carolina. It was 42 feet and was eating the milk cows. Oh, shit. See? I'll do it. Doing the Lord's work. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't Chick-fil-A cows. Right. They, they, were, they, they weren't. They were the, uh, not the Lord's cows. No. Oh, man. Yeah, it's retics are... A, a weird thing. I still, I still sit on the fence. So look, we've got friends that breed mm-hmm. mainland retics. I mean, yeah, I, I know friends. that. I, we, we've got yeah. uh, an associate that breeds mainland. I mean, he's a Yankees <laughs> fan. We can't merely be friends. I mean, but I'm still torn on people selling mainland retics as pets. Now, as yeah, as pets, there's very few people I feel like that are actually looking for something that size to be in their home. Well, there's very there's very few people that are able to keep something even half that size in their home. Mm-hmm. Um, now, granted, when you look at the stuff that Dax has on his table, a lot of that stuff is higher end stuff, and so that is not the impulse buy. Let me get this mainland retic for 150 bucks off someone's table. Um, but those are the ones I really worry about. Is is the folks that <laughs> I see so many people buy these cheap retics, and then you don't. I guess I guess the good and bad thing is you don't see them really as adults, so. Maybe there aren't a bunch of 15, 16 foot retics just out there being owned by idiots. But, but I guess that's kind of where, where my focus is changing because I, I want to be able to see my animals being posted, you know, like I am seven, eight years down the road, 10 years down the road. I want to see these animals throughout their lives. So 
I mean, for me, that's a big reason I'm going the super dwarf route. My oh. fe- my female is only nine foot. That's produced for me a couple times. So, I mean, wow. for me, that's super manageable. That feels we can totally own that. Oh no, I can own a super dwarf retic. They're they're more expensive than I want to pay for one right now, but uh, they're cool. And that's that's one. So the the Reddies asked, are they a natural species or a bred down like a miniature poodle? No, they're they're based off of the the island species. So like the mainland. Yep. Whenever we talk about mainland retics, we're talking about what everybody pictures as a retic. Big fucking retic. But uh, there are several island species, or I guess locales, not species, locales or subspecies or whatever, that are, uh, they're naturally small. And uh, Kalatoa, Madu, Karampa, those are the, the big three that are going to be the smallest, the big three. The big, the small, <laughs> the big three. small three? The big small three. Now, I do know, I've heard, and I've mentioned before, that the, the trick, though, when breeding, because because like with a lot of things in reptiles, uh, someone buys one thing that may be pricey, and... and Super dwarfs are still somewhat pricey, right? They're not super expensive, but they're not mainland cheap prices. So, the you'll see someone buy a super dwarf, and then they'll buy a mainland and breed it together, and go, "I've got super dwarfs." When you you you, you don't, you don't have super dwarfs. That's not how that works. There, there's certain times that's appropriate, but that's like when you're pushing together so, like new genetics into super dwarf and yeah you know there's still ways that you want to try to push that breeding appropriately so the size is also taken into consideration so a super dwarf is its own thing a locale yes yeah okay. it's so it's an species. island locality of reticulated python but but like you just said you don't take a dwarf and a dwarf and breed them and get a super dwarf like no that's well that, that's a dwarf no dwarf. No, no it's not no it's okay. not a super form of dwarf okay but there's, but you'll see because there's people out there that are well, be the like ch- me and don't. I've always no, no, that, that's a that's a common. Like, <laughs> I mean, I feel like that would be a common misconception. Well, because we throw around these words, super, like when we're talking about incomplete dominant traits, right? Two incomplete dominant traits bred to each other. It's a super of that. Why is it always got to go back to genetics with you, James? Because that's what we're talking about. Uh, but well, and that's why you know information like Garrett's put out, and then information like uh, Lucas and I are putting out on some of these animals it helps clarify the market and you know when you're getting into these animals being able to make somewhat of an educated decision on what you're buying that makes sense and i've heard that if you want to have them smaller that the female has to be the super dwarf right if you breed it to a non or it has to be the dwarf if you breed it to a non-dwarf right uh that if it's the female is the dwarf one it will stay smaller uh so that's that's typically what you're hearing. Uh, you know, there's going to be people that argue that you can get the genetic potential for large snakes still within that pairing. Uh, but from what I've seen in my short time in this, uh, you know, side of the hobby, I feel like the females do produce the smaller offspring if you're using a smaller female. But if you want to really do it, just buy two dwarfs yeah yeah, i think you know there's a lot of the genetics that most people want to be working with uh within reticulated pythons already worked into dwarf and super dwarf that if you really want it you can probably buy it already and then work your own projects already uh, in when i like the direction it's going i'm 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 very good with eventually super dwarfs being the number one type of retic that is sold and having all the morphs in there and having your mm-hmm. albinos and all your different things in a super dwarf form, because I feel for the general public, that is a far more manageable animal 
for them to get. Uh, but you get you again. You have to get them past the what Robert was talking about. You have to get past the person who goes. I just want a big fucking snake. Mm-hmm. I haven't done the first bit of research on their care, or I saw it on TV. I always just tell them wait till it takes its first shit, and you have to clean that up. You know, a, a nine foot snake to me is still a ten foot snake. Whatever, it's still a a big enough snake for me. Yeah, uh, still a reticulated python. In the end of the day, that's right. Uh, so I, I don't need to ego trip on it. I had back surgery a couple years ago too, so I'm like extremely happy now that I <laughs> went the super dwarf route. I get. It. I had a eight foot red tail once, and that I mean they don't obviously the the super dwarfs and dwarfs they they don't get as thick as like a red tail does. They stay. As well, and that boa strength is different. Yeah, it's eight foot boa is a pain in the ass to move around, mm-hmm. and I can't imagine having to deal with. 17 18 foot i had a friend who had a it, we measured it. it was 18 foot male berm berm no retic berm berm Ooh. it was a berm it was a berm i just had to uh the big ass one that beanie had oh yeah it was a burmese python and having Fucking to, huge having to help him he, he got it i've talked about before on here but he got it from someone else who had overfed it and got it massive and then he had to put it on a diet because it was fucking huge. Um, but just that one person having to deal with an 18-foot snake, having him, helping him myself, I was like, this is way too much fucking snake. Yeah. Like, it's 18 foot. And that thing, when he got it, weighed close to 300 pounds because it was just so it was fat. obese. But, you know. Retic- well, with a berm, it's slow moving. You can yeah. generally pull him around pretty easy. I mean, a retic, that same size, it's going to. <laughs> be a little bit of a different story a lot because, more active because they have that they start moving their head, head around start trying to climb things run across the other side of the enclosure yeah you know. i'm trying to read dax is down there so when you buying one james for me i don't da- understand that question. Dax probably is, from dax is not good with english uh darren watson wants to know what are you feeding your adult super dwarfs medium or large rats Medium to large. Uh, so neither my adult females are getting rabbits, mostly. Uh, I do look to start adding pigs into the mix, but rabbits is the main source of protein. Now, I'm I'm assuming these are big meals fed less often, yes? Yeah. Uh, when it's not breeding season, they're typically getting fed every like uh, three weeks, 21 days, somewhere around there. Okay. That's that's about how I feed my big my big red tails. They're about every three weeks, um, but I've I've never seen a fat super dwarf. But I think that's mostly because the people that are keeping super dwarfs are not the kind of people that are overfeeding, or at least I don't see enough of them. They're not overfeeding them like you would mainland retics when you get those fat rolls in your snake. Well, yeah. and you look at a wild reticulated python, you're not going to find one that has a bunch of rolls. Well, no. you're not going to. Yeah, they're climbers. Like that's one thing I think people like with retics, they will climb. Even even these uh, retics that you saw in the video, Dave Kaufman post in the the cave. I mean, they they can eat all day, every day, and you know they're still nice and lean. <laughs> Jason Miloradovich said a seven year old just said that I need to stop saying so many bad words because some kids like to hang out in the snake room with their dads. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jason, I'd have to say I'm judging yeah. you as a parent by letting them listen to this. Yeah, brother, we're like three years into this. If you hadn't... Uh... Our 12-year-old will look at people at reptile shows when they apologize about what they've said in front of her, and she will say, it's okay, I know not to repeat what grown-ups say. So that might be where you're 
your son needs. Yeah, Jason, to tell your swing. kid to fuck off. Anyway, his kid's actually pretty cool, his man. Kid is cool. I mean, his kids are cool. I'm, I'm just kidding. God. Uh, Calm down, people. Lord. Uh, oh, no, we're good. We're good. We're, I clicked on something. We're good. Uh, the Reddy's asked, "Do you source your?" There's no way you source your own rabbits, right? That would be a nightmare. Uh, no, I don't source my own rabbits. There's a friend of mine uh, who breeds bearded dragons down in Moab. She does rabbits for me, and then I'm also friends with the guy who does all the rabbits for the local zoo. Oh, nice. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, His are expensive, though, so not that cool. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> not as cool. He only buys those on special occasions. Gotcha. Well, he, he's wanting like $12, $13 a pound. Fuck that. A pound? Right now, yeah, Ooh, yeah it's, getting, it's getting ridiculous. That's like meat rabbit prices. I'm like, I'll, I'll drive... I'll drive a few hours and uh, pick up or, you know, yes. wait a little bit and yeah. make a bigger order. See, I was spoiled. When I was feeding rabbits, I had a friend that bred show rabbits, and I would get all the defective ones. And so she would just give me the defective ones they couldn't show. And so I didn't pay anything for, like, grown rabbits. And we had, like, fancy shit, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'd open my freezer. I'm like, this is the shit people pay money for. Right. Oh, like, good money. She... Oh man! Some of them are like some of them have those big ass heads. It's like I can't I can't use those because some of these like the heads are just so massive. I was like my snake can't swallow that shit. Yeah. That's you're gonna have to keep that. What are you looking at, Robert? Your porn? Are you looking at porn again? No. Oh, okay. Uh, Dax wants to know when I'm going to buy one from him. A super dwarf slash dwarf cross since you well, guys can handle them. You see, after he gets his boa. No 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 no. <laughs> oh yep. Katie's getting something first. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll yeah, get to we'll that. get to that. Uh, so, Dax, they're waiting for my eggs in the incubator, buddy. Haha, <laughs> 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 ha, Dax. We're going to get it from a reputable breed. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, Dax. Remember what I read online, you know? <laughs> Everything you read online is true. Right. Um, so speaking about rabbit price, I wanted to bring this up because I just ordered rodents uh, two days ago. They'll be here tomorrow. Uh, but I paid... Four hundred and thirty bucks, and I probably got half of what I used to be able to get for four hundred and thirty bucks. Okay, this is a trend for you because I took you with me shopping the other day, and everything you put in the cart, you were like, "Man, this used to be so much cheaper." Yeah, it is. Do you just not pay attention when you grocery shop with me? Well, no, I just put it in the cart. Why would I? (laughs) If I need it, I need it. I'm not. Who the fuck looks at prices? I look at them when I have to do rodents because I had to sell snakes to buy the rodents. I know that price. Um, but I think that it's going to lead the hobby towards a path of people keeping less animals. It uh, already is. They're gonna, they're, yeah, I mean, they're going to have to. It's just uh, that, and I also realize I need to start getting back and paying attention closer to my breeding projects. I need to start breeding some more snakes to pay for more fucking rodents. I concur. Shit's expensive. Uh, but it's, yeah. Yeah, rodent prices are crazy. Now, $12 a pound for a rabbit is just, that's insane. But Yeah, that I mean, a few dollars a pound is pretty average and if not pushing it so yeah uh intrepid exotic said show rabbit breeder coals are great which is what i used to get uh she has one 20 minutes or they have one 20 minutes from them said a two pound uh two dollars a pound uh newborns to eight pounders so two See, this is the pro- this is the problem though is i have to get that like uh sweet spot where they're hitting like two to three pounds and yeah. then they grow past that within a couple days so and see i always needed like that pound range because i was uh, and that's that's tough too because you yeah. have to catch them right then and call them. Yep. Well, I've t- said on here before. Our, my friend brought me once. I said I needed rabbits, and she brought me eight of them alive, and uh, and I had to kill them. <laughs> four was his limit. Four four was the limit I could kill before I felt like a monster. Yeah. Uh, it, 
it, like I think back to growing up, I, I raised show rabbits and we would have two to 300 fryer size rabbits that we would pick six out of to show with three alternates. Uh-huh. So we had to butcher the rest of those. Yeah. And I don't think at 43, I could do it. So at we, we had a guy. 14, it was like, well, dad's fucking whack. <laughs> do it. But we had a guy that I would get rabbits it. from yeah. occasionally and he could like pop it just right. Well, he could do the dislocation of the neck and the body. And I, I couldn't. literally took him like yeah. less That's than my five seconds. The to first handle. time I grabbed one, and he was I just like, bam, 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 bam. And he would, it amazed no, me. I, see, I did he it was once. always worried. He was like, Katie, you don't have to watch. You can't. And I'm like, no, it's okay. Like, I did it once and pulled, and I felt bones crunch, and then it screamed. I was like, fuck, no. And so then from that point, I was like, it was a stick to the head. My, my grandpa, you know, he had iron hands because, you know, he worked with them his whole life. And he would just kind of hold them by the back feet and pet them and get them all calm, and then, like, karate <laughs> chop, pow, right behind the ears. And that's it. They were done. I mean, they were dead. It broke It broke their neck. But he did. He was like, I, I don't want them to, you know, be upset. I want them to calm down. And then the meat tastes Blessing. better when they're calm. And I can't. Boom. And I try it, and the rabbit's screaming, and I'm going. For, for anybody that's never heard a rabbit scream, it's horrifying. That's, that's why I could never. Like, I've done it with rats. I could never with rabbits. Like, he would actually cover the other cages so that they couldn't see their friends being killed. You know, it's oh, like the toughest man I ever knew in my life. so sweet. See, when she brought but. me those eight, four were in one cage and four were in another cage. And they're all staring at me on the back porch as I'm bashing their friends' heads in. <laughs> I'm telling you, after the fourth one, I looked at that cage. I was like, nope, not doing it. Can't do it. I should have took him back home with her. I told her, you have to take this with you. I can't. I can't do it. Did did that blanket help with the the others not hearing the screams from the other rabbits? So the the way he did it, because he had been doing it for 50 years, and they never really screamed. No sound. Yeah, they never really screamed with him. And I think that was part of why he would calm them down. Um, Because you know a rabbit will fuck you up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those those claws even coming out of the freezer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those back feet are no joke. Yeah. And, uh, but I had to handle a lot of those rabbits because as show rabbits, the, you can't have them just be crazy when you grab them. Um, and you don't know which six you're taking until like two days before the show because it's all, you're weighing yeah, right. them and you're size. looking and you're, and I mean, because they have to be almost identical, don't they? Not almost. They have to be identical yeah. to with, win with, within a couple of ounces. Yeah. Cause they weigh them all. The, the judge feels them for confirmation and, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, and they have like a range they have to be in. We had and... a neighbor that whose kid showed meat pens rabbit meat pen rabbits. Yeah, yeah, and then when they got rid of the rabbits for part of my college, his his rats moved rat into, into our house. Into our house. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, uh, so this is another one. Miloradovich said that rodent sizes have gotten stupid too. Everything is smaller, which is so true. And also, I'm gonna yeah. go back to blaming ball python people. I can't order fucking small rats because they're insanely priced. Because that is that sweet spot for ball python people mm-hmm. size wise. So it's ridiculous how much the price of a small rat is compared to other things that are comparable in that size, even to like medium rats, which are bigger, but they're not as in demand as small rats. Oh, that makes sense. So this last order, I had put small rats on there and the price was so much. I was like, all right, we're taking them off. And I was like, all right, we'll get some extra large mice and quail because I could get extra large mice and quail that were close to the size that were much cheaper. And I was like, I'll just feed this to the ball pythons. I have four four ball pythons and it's the only reason I was getting small rats for those assholes but they're getting quail and extra large mice that's it uh because it's just too much yeah i can't afford it yeah all my things love quail i keep retics and everything's you know eating large or rabbits so i have to keep you know my collection lower just because of the pricing of rodents more than anything 
Yeah, and I had started getting away from boas, and then the last like year, I've added a lot more boas. I'm like, crap. I don't think he's bigger. Speaking food. of some of the stuff David had this weekend at McQueenie, don't I'm not gonna oh do it. Oh my god, nope. I, I, I really then you don't. look at the price, you're like, oh, seven thousand dollars. Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna be buying that anytime soon. That's why I can't walk by his table anymore. Yeah. Um. So anywho, so you've been keeping super dwarfs, breeding super dwarfs for seven or so years. Uh, your podcast is the Retic Lounge. What do y'all discuss on the Retic Lounge? Uh, just so we, we felt like there was a little bit of a gap of just people talking about their day-to-day experience, uh, in keeping and growing with, uh, a reticulated Python yeah. and felt like it was just beneficial information to put out there. So that's kind of what we try to focus on is just the experiential, uh, portion of keeping these animals. Well, because when it comes to retake information out there for the general public, there's really only a handful, and they're not all of them are created equal, right? If you if you no. want super dwarfs and dwarfs, Garrett Hartle is the man. He puts out great content. He'll he's the one to go to for information on dwarfs. He helped decipher everything. At, I I got in a year or two before <laughs> he started putting out videos, and like, you know, I I had heard about these percentages and tried to get something as small as possible, but you know he really helped clear everything up, identify bloodlines and where all these animals were coming from. So he, he was big in terms of the dwarf, super dwarf stuff. And then, uh, and then the opposite end of the spectrum. And mm-hmm. uh, we can talk about it now. Oh. Uh, there's someone out in California who, again, yep. uh, I always say it's not the most intelligent person in the hobby that spreads information a lot of times it's the loudest person mm-hmm. and in this case the loudest person got a fucking tv show i was just gonna say uh so Je- I, fuck it i'll say names i don't give a shit Jake- this is a this is a bad day to be on, on the reptile gumbo <laughs> jay brewer yep. who is famous for his videos of him doing stupid shit with large retics uh at his zoo slash store in california uh, now has a TV show apparently coming out and it's not going to paint our hobby. Well, I don't care what they do. It will not paint our hobby. Well, and it will definitely not paint retic keepers. Cause that's, let's face it. They're really going to look at the retics. Cause oh, yeah, cause they're big and I mean, he's got retics and alligators. So they're going to look at that shit. Right. Um, but it's really yeah, not going to paint. Monsters, re- mate. Yeah. Was well, always that stupid video clip that goes around with him in the cage with like, I don't know, eight giant mainland retics striking that's at him. Coming out of me. Yeah. Uh, and of course the general public sees that and they don't know any different. They don't know that he's a fucking moron, um, or that other people are keeping these animals properly. And this is not it, but he's got a huge YouTube and now TV presence. Um, I'm very worried about this. And if you're a reptile person, I know it's very hard because you want, you want to be in the know and you see reptile stuff and you want, please don't watch it. That's the problem. So the problem is, is that we all want to know what it is so that we can try to salvage anything possible. But the problem is, is if we watch it, then he's going to get the views and the, the, uh, 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 it's a catch 20. So we need one person in the hobby to watch it and then inform everybody of all the shit that's in it. So we just pirate it. That way it didn't get any money. There we go. Yeah. I, do you, do you guys know where it's being uh, uh, streamed through? Who not Hulu? Uh, the purple one, Roku. Mm-hmm. I think it's through the Roku channel. Wow. Do I even I don't have get that anymore? Do we have yeah. that? Yeah, it's 
I think it's free. It comes with your Roku. Because that was what uh, Weird Al's movie was on, was Roku. Oh, and you watched that. Yeah. Which I would recommend watching that. Anybody that that's a great movie, the Weird Al movie, awesome movie. Don't watch Jane yeah, Doerr. I'm I'm bummed that I don't have Roku for the Weird Al stuff. But it's I mean, I, as a retic keeper, I I would be lying if I said I didn't want to see what was on there, uh, just to see what's going on. Well, and not only but, that, but I have a feeling that so many people are going to reach out to me. Well, and, and it's is, a double-edged is, sword. Is my response going to be like, no, that's trash. I'm not going to watch it. I mean, I never watched Tiger King either, and. I think yeah. we may be the only people we know that can say that, that yeah. we've never watched a single oh, I episode. I, I don't think it's it's going to be as damaging as anything like that. But, uh, you know, I think Jay is just a social media figure is kind of a double-edged sword. Like, he, he brings people in. He gets people interested about the animals. But if you really look at, you know, the conditions of the animals, how they're being kept, you know, how overweight the the retakes are, you can't ignore it. But the problem is going to be the general public sees that he has a TV show, and however he yeah. is keeping them has to be the right way to them because they put it on a TV show. Yeah, so he must. I don't necessarily it. think so though, because there's with with social media now. If someone gets interested in a species, they're going to reach out and try to talk to someone who's eager to talk to them about that species, and Jay's not going to you know sit and conversate with you on online about your retic yeah that's true so i think it's it's more about just other people putting out better examples right now especially within reticulated pythons our buddy sean gray just posted he said he's currently working on a pitch for an actual educational and inside look into the reptile community uh but they're shopping netflix to try that would be awesome i know that that would that would go the problem is that good educational reptile stuff nowadays doesn't tend to be what people want to watch unless it's ed nimily it's not super entertaining as far as like on a netflix scale and you know all of it's already readily available on youtube and kids are watching it there well and to go back to your fear about tiger king katie it's not going to be jay that does that that's going to be tyler nolan and the dumb fucks in florida because uh, weren't they filming something that's already i'll be honest i don't know any of these people yeah, and it was supposed to be from the same people that did tiger king well because they originally went right. down there for that and then they well, were like "Ooh, cats are interesting let's do this shit." Yeah. well and the problem is is and we know people who have been on shows before or who have had things filmed at their location and the editing goes in and changes things yeah but the thing so is, it may not even be what they originally had wanted filmed but that was how it was manipulated yeah, again that's yeah, but, out of our control but the guys in florida put out their own stuff and it's fucked up like yeah. that's they edited their own stuff and you're like well that's not what the public should see <clears throat> you shouldn't see people free handling king cobras every week no, you see the slip ups when they happen, you know. So, I just ugh. that stuff worries me. I, I I'm very worried about because look, our hobby is it's it's on a it's on an edge all the time. I mean, there's always laws. Every time I get an email from US Arc, I'm like, oh shit, there's another law that someone's trying to pass. That's like stupid. every week. Yeah. Uh, what was the one in? They were trying to pass one here in Texas. What was it, Katie? Oh, it um. It was a venomous law, which I'm not all Ew. against venomous laws. I don't remember exactly how it was worded. I'll have to pull it up. I'll pull it up. But, again, a lot of those laws get written by people it, who it see stuff. It wasn't going to change 
It had to do with a permit system being put in place, but it wasn't going to change. But you guys already have a permit system. Right. There, right? And it wasn't. Mm, kind it, of. God, hold on. I mean, you go to Walmart and buy the permit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. It's a money system. Yeah. Really, our only, uh, the only really restrictions there are on keeping venomous are at the local level. Yeah. I mean, that's, well, that's, that's Texas in general. Right. Texas works everything at the local level. Right. That's why. Like Louisiana, where I originally was, was different. That was state level. So the local level could do whatever they wanted, but state level trumped them on everything. Right. So as long as you follow, followed state laws, the local laws were, you can be like, yeah, I don't have to listen to these. But in Texas, they are, it, like right in the, the county we live in, we can't own venomous. Right. Um, but you go 10 feet that way. Yeah, I can, I can throw a baseball to where I can. <clears throat> but, you know, it's if, if given the option, would you? Yes. See, but, I don't think I would. But see, I what have. Are we, the, what, are owning, we talking about you owning venomous? Yeah. The only reason that he would be able to do this and still be married to me is because of his experience as a zookeeper and the fact that he has so many hours of already working oh, with the go. specific species that he wants. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't know that about you, James. Yeah. Cool. So I used to. I've, now, I've, our child, on the other hand, is adamant that it cannot happen until she moves out for college. Well, I can't have it until I move into a different house. So. <laughs> uh, but I want, I want a gaboon. I, and I know how dangerous that is, and I get it, but I'm also not one that will ever. That, I, I I don't know if you can even see it, but yeah, that's like my favorite snakes or uh, cool. snake species in general. So I have no intention of holding there. it. Like I don't want to hold it. All removed right. from cages will be done with hooks and tongs, and there will never be a me laying hands on it. I've laid hands on a gaboon before, uh, for medical reasons. We had to catch mm -hmm. it and give it injections, <clears throat> but I tubed it first and then held it and. My ass has never puckered as hard. Have I ever told the story about the drill we did? Have we ever mentioned that on here before? I think so. I have so, a really cool Kaboon skull, too. Sorry. Ooh, All cool. Kaboon skulls were the massive fangs. Those are oh, awesome. They are amazing. That was probably my most terrifying <clears throat> day at the zoo, and I knew it was fake. Oh, so yeah, we did a, a snake bite protocol, and the only one that knew it was fake was me. They told Katie so she wouldn't freak out in the education building. Because I ran the education department at the zoo. And then... <laughs> And then the uh, my healthcare curator who was with me who or, who did the call, everyone else thought it was real, so everyone else had to follow it. Uh, Our media specialist was her office was in the building next to mine, and she comes running into my office, and it was the middle of the week. We didn't have field trips. It was a very slow day at the zoo, and she was like, "Let's go. We're gonna meet him at the hospital." And she's like grabbing me to drag me out of the building, and I'm like, "But wait, what about protocol?" And she's like, "Screw protocol. He has been bit. We have to go." And she was like getting my ass to the hospital. She's like, "Because she thought it was real. She thought it was real. What a horrible thing to do to your coworkers. I love it. I was like, let's. I don't know what to do. Let's just." Let's just go to the office. Let's just go find Leanne, who was our director. And she, we got up there, and I, like, I walked in, and Leanne looked at me, and I just looked at my coworker, and she was like, it, "It's a drill." And she looked at me. She goes, "You were too calm. I should have known it was a drill." I was like, "I'm so sorry. I couldn't tell you." That was also where we realized. I was like, but you're the best friend I could ever ask we, for. <laughs> our zoo was like four blocks from the hospital, and from that point on, if anyone ever got bit, we're not fucking waiting for the fire department. Just get hop in the go cart in the golf cart and just. Yeah. We, we could get there before the fire department got yeah, to us. Absolutely. And, took and that was one of the reasons we did the drill. But I, I knew it was fake, and it was still one of the most chilling moments of How did they set this fake bite up? So, so, okay, so whenever you work with Venomous, it has to be two people. Yeah. Um, and, and you have to call ahead of time and say, I'm working uh, so-and-so's in whichever building it is, working with HOTS. And get the okay from whoever's in charge. And the curator you, you let or, them know who your backup is. So they know that who to who, which two people are in there. 
Um, and then we got in there, and then we stood there for uh, 10 minutes. It was just probably a good 10, 15 minutes. Bullshitting, trying to waste some time. And then you hear the other person come over the radio with the code for Snakebite. So it's not even, because he's the one that called and said they were there, but then the other person is doing the call for the Snakebite, and... Yeah. Like my heart, like even now, I'm still just like, ugh, it was a rough moment, and I knew it was not real. So, did your coworkers respond appropriately, except for that one? Uh, yeah, everyone. Everybody else did. else did fine. Yeah, well, and and to be fair, for for something like that, the two of us, it's our job in the front by the main gate. It was to either number one, if the animal wasn't secure, we were to secure people in like education buildings and bathrooms and. We were on the guest side of things, but when she called to say the code, she did tell us that the animal was secure. So at that point, we really don't have anything to do where we were because we weren't the zookeepers. Now, with that said, we also didn't have anti-venom for the Gaboon Viper. Right. Uh, So That was the rule. Just don't get bit. Don't get bit. Yeah. That was why after after I left the zoo, the AZA was like, y'all can't have this snake until y'all get antivenom, and it had to go away. And then it came back like four times the size it was from the zoo that had it. Yeah, it was. And uh, they had antivenom now on hand, but it was fucking massive. So speaking <laughs> of antivenom, that's what... That's the new, uh, what the oh, House Bill 3482. Have. That's right. So I, I pulled up the email from US ARC. So it's Texas House Bill 3482, and they want to amend the current law, and it will have a few implications for reptile keepers, but it's mostly going to affect mammal species that are classified as dangerous wild animals. Like all the big ass cats we have in the state? Correct. Yeah. So a permit cannot be issued if the species is already banned in that city or county. The permit cannot be issued. That's because on a local level, they trump state level. Per, correct. Permits cannot be issued for regulated venomous snakes unless the antivenom is available at a hospital within 50 miles of the location where the snake is kept. So if you live 50 miles, 51 miles away from the hospital, it does not matter. You will not. Well, and the problem comes with antivenom because when it comes to exotics, uh, I don't, I, I don't know exactly how that would work because. Uh, obviously, your local hospital is probably not going to have Cobra antivenom. Well, and there's several that there is no antivenom for. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know how it'll work. So, I mean, um, I, unless you, you can buy your own and keep it. it. But you have to keep it there because there's no way they're going to let you come in with a vial of whatever, I don't think. I mean, so it's I going into your body. I guess. But well, that was number two on the list. Uh, There's more. So number three says that cities and counties will be notified when the permit has been issued. So apparently now they're not. No. But aren't the permits through the city and the counties? Uh, Well, Sean said you can get a, you can purchase an exotic permit, but you have to go through TPW, which is. Tech Sparks and Wildlife. Okay. uh, For a non-game dealer permit, which allows you to collect, right? That's the one that allows you to collect. Yeah. And like if you're going to sell any of the native stuff or the venomous stuff yeah so like when i start selling hog nose i don't have to have that so this bill does not ban or regulate any species that are not already covered under the law so this is just for the species that are currently covered under the law now. Um, now for the dangerous wild animals part it does add in that the agent or officer of the county or city can conduct a facility inspection um, currently only state agents or veterinarians, and this applies to the permit file inspection for reptiles as well. 
Uh, so so and hmm. they do have a list, Dax. the species list, and the links to the current laws. You can go on there. So as well. Dax said he was talking to Phil Goss from US Art, and um, <coughs> he said uh, they were going over uh, the new the House bill for Texas. And he said if it, it got appointed to the Department of Tourism Board, and he said it, it could be thrown out because that board has no idea. Yeah, why would they have any idea? There's no biologist. Well, did you have the the HB number in front of you? Twenty thirty four. Hold on, let me scroll back down because there was another one I wanted to talk about. It was up north, but I still want to talk about it. Um, so, do y'all have any laws over there, Nathan? Anything in your area, exotics wise? Uh, we have had one constrictor law that I know of due to uh, a keeper uh, out in just a local city here. He, you might have actually seen his uh, Burmese pictures around the internet you ever see those pictures that are like a hallway full of berms and it just says would you cross oh, for yeah. like a million dollars that's probably his house uh I'm trying to remember this this character's name so you said you're uh, in utah right yeah Hol- uh, this guy's in holiday utah i'm trying to look it up really quick um uh, but he had several berm escapes and was just kind of a menace within uh, his local community. My cousins live down the road from him. And uh, so there's some constrictor laws out there now. He can't keep his berms. So uh, nothing within the Salt Lake City proper area. See, that was that's most large cities. That was but but you can't keep you can't keep any kind of venomous out here unless you're at an educational facility. So we're, we're pretty strict on that side of things. So one thing I found really interesting, um, because even this, this is the thing that I feel a lot of people don't really think about with U.S. ARC. Even if it is not your state, you still need to be paying attention to what is happening in other parts of the country. That's right, because states are looking for precedence. They, they need to see it happen somewhere else, and then they, they will gladly go ahead and jump on. So in Oregon, they actually had a hearing on the 16th, which was last Thursday. So I'm really hoping in the update – in the email update from us arc that we get weekly i'm hoping this week it kind of lets us know about this so they had a hearing that was scheduled on the 16th and it was a bill that was going to prevent animals in traveling animal acts and that's the thing that keeps happening in every oh. city everybody's trying and to so the unintended consequences it basically it would be like a ban saying that you can't take a greek tortoise into a classroom for an educational program about turtles and tortoises so you could go in and do a program but you can't bring anything with you <laughs> Um, you can't go visit a scout troop meeting and do an educational show that talks about them learning reptiles. Um, but then the other, the other one that really, I guess is, I guess is pronounced, um, Hofton maybe it's in mm, MI is Michigan, right? Sure. I think is, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think it's Hofton. It's H O U G H T O N. Um, Houghton. It, it was an animal order ordinance. That covered chickens and bees. So these obviously aren't reptiles, people, and U.S. Ark is still letting us well, and, know what's chickens happening. Chickens and bees tend to fall well, under agriculture. Because they fall yeah, but under if we can get if we can get exotic. the chicken people on our side, that helps. Yes. Well, the one in Illinois is mostly based around uh, traveling animal acts, mostly like circuses, right? Yes. The problem was uh, it it would have affected like our buddy, but our buddy Bill Bradley, Bill Bradley, it who also, does. yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm looking at the Texas one. That is not a ticket. It's a class B misdemeanor. Mm-hmm. If you break that, they they yeah. made it from they moving it from a C to a B. So that is go to jail. 
Really? That is, you get arrested yeah. on site, not uh, not written a citation. So get this yeah. though, this thing in Michigan. It's also going to include bird feeding and other restrictions. So mm-hmm. like, you can't just go out and feed wild birds anymore. Yeah. Um, Peter doesn't want us doing. It that. has to do with their definitions for domestic pet or exotic animals. <laughs> And they're even talking about in some places that it's going to be illegal to own more than two cats or two dogs. Mm, okay. I'm just like. But then, then they'll look at us owning like a hundred snakes. Because right. apparently <laughs> there are already limits on how many rabbits you can have. So yeah. And I'm so they're looking, talking about changing that to include dogs and cats. It was referred to culture, recreation, and tourism. That bill Yeah, was. that's what yeah. Uh, Dax was saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, Dax said it, so I had to fact check. <laughs> that oh, my word. Um. Yeah, that seems like the proper place to send it to. Someone who doesn't probably have a biologist on staff. Right. Uh, someone who doesn't have a degree in any sort of ecology. Right. Wildlife biology. Mm-hmm. Uh, that seems like the best place to send something. Like well, that. it's like this group that's wanting to take over the managing of mountain lions in Texas. Um, they want to create this uh, this board that's going to manage it, but the people they, they want a representative from HSUS. They want a representative from PETA. They want a representative from their organization. They want a representative. Nowhere do they say we want any biologists or anything like that. People who actually deal with these animals, they want people who deal with emotions to make the rules about these big cats. And then, so on top of Illinois dealing with that, they're also dealing with another situation with the turtle trap bill. Where the Senate bill is allowed. This country does not fuck with turtle laws. Well, the, the so in Illinois, it allows for the use of traps to collect common snapping turtles. Unfortunately, there are many non-targeted turtles that are being killed in these traps. But mm-hmm. Illinois doesn't want to change their law. Mm. But we're trying to get them to change the law because it's a conservation issue. That's crazy because in every and most of the states that have any sort of turtle laws, they are strict turtle laws. Uh, like we can't own uh, diamondback terrapins here. None of them can't do it just because they're protected. It's, it's a weird thing, but like Georgia is really strict on that stuff too. And there's that guy that got busted for Diamondback Terrapins up north at one point for shooting them up with Pitocin. So they'd lay eggs for them and then he'd let them go. Yep. <laughs> yeah. He'd collect uh gravid females, shoot them up with Pitocin. They'd lay the eggs. He'd let the females go. And he became, he was like a well-known breeder for Diamondback Terrapins. And the problem is they went to go search his house and, they didn't find adults. He's a well-known breeder, and they couldn't find adults. And they realized that was what he was doing. He was <laughs> getting the eggs from wild ones. That's insane. Hmm. Rhode Island is also dealing with... Is that still a state? <laughs> I forget that it exists. Uh, yeah, they're still there. That sliver? Uh, is it like the... What's the little planet that we say is a planet? Has not a, the, the animal program ban as well. So does Illinois and Rhode Island is dealing with, there are several states dealing with the animal program ban. Yeah. And I think that's, they think if we can get in this route, then they, well, they, able- they do, they go to the easier place. They try to find the easiest place to get in and set a precedence. And if they can set a precedence for something, it's much easier. It's like, so all this stuff happening in Florida and people that aren't in Florida go, well, it doesn't affect me. Florida is like a proving ground for a lot of these things. They want to get it past there. And then they can get it passed somewhere else. So they can go, hey, look, we're doing the same thing. We're jumping on. What really depresses me, though, is that so many of these are also traveling animal acts. And yeah, that's why I was going to say Florida's not so much our, our proving ground anymore. I mean, you're seeing this legislation pop up more and more throughout states all around the U.S. I mean, the, the traveling as bans. far as like, the, yeah, the wait, have they had traveling animal bans out in? florida 
I don't know there, but I know every it, it's popping up in a lot of places. That seems to be the first in. That's because that seems to be the one you keep seeing. Like, U.S. Mm-hmm. Arc sends out updates, and it's always a state yeah. or the traveling ban. Well, and then you yeah. when and and again, this is the email from U.S. Arc. I get their alerts and updates every week. Um, and but each one it mentions, you know, this would be allowing for schools to no longer have reptiles come in. This would be yeah. allowing. So at that point. What about teachers that have zoology clubs or that have reptiles in their classroom like me? Well, a lot of it comes down to it, they have to be housed at a permanent location, and that would also be an iffy ground. So Intrepid Exotics said uh, I think almost all those program bans were shot down because uh, there's yeah. been several of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's again, that's that's PETA. I think that's PETA's first step into trying to, okay, we can stop that. We get that well, and this too. isn't the first year that we've seen them no. either. No. So. no. Well, and again, this email, this came out last week on the 15th. I, I get them on Wednesdays. Um, so I'll get the new one tomorrow. And I'm, a lot of them had meetings between when this email came out and now. So I'm, I'm hoping that. So I want to get into the question that uh, Nathan came up with for this week, which was uh, what one big push should reptile keepers make to enhance the life and li- livelihood of their animals? And we had several good answers here. Uh <laughs> And then we had some like Jason Miller Radovich's. Uh, he said free range. <laughs> uh, he said he's been cleaning cages since early that morning, and he's trying to come up with a plan to handle less shit. It won't be less he needs shit. You to take a look at that article I just sent you. Yes, the guy that. Well, so there's a problem with our article. Uh, what he was doing. Oh, was, I'm I'm sure there's several holes with that well, article. The, what he was doing was definitely <laughs> wrong. He had free. They said he had free range uh large snakes which could have been like one that he had out at the time and i don't know anyways but they titled it with 600 mice found behind house and i'm thinking oh gee uh you could find that at a lot of the people i know yeah because they, they raised yeah. the lows in pearland i'm just no, that's saying. different he's on about well, like, the, the last time he got arrested it was all like prescription drugs that he was selling weapons <laughs> charges and then more snakes so nice he's uh, just known <laughs> so uh Miloradovich, Free range will not get less shit. It will just spread the shit out. And then it will be in your house. So enjoy that. Uh, looking at it, let's go with our buddy Drew Schultz over at the Learning Zoo. He said, change the focus of the hobby from quantity to quality. We're all borderline hoarders, which is, which is true. And most people can't give 50 snakes the attention uh, that they could give to five, which is also true. Um, and there are many times where I'm like, I should probably get less snakes. But then I'm like, but I really want this snake. And so then I get another snake. I, I have six animals in my reptile collection right now. Okay, quit I'm showing jealous. off. We get it. You're better yeah, than everyone else. I'm jealous. Six? <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's like it's, re- it's the number picks. after five. Yeah, six. Yeah, but he's breeding stuff. I have more than that in my classroom. <laughs> but he's breeding stuff that when he sells mm-hmm. one, does better than like when I sell twenty. And uh, he's also breeding something that. Oh, I don't know. Do the dwarfs give like forty eggs like a mainland? Uh, so I have 21 in my 21. incubator right now. That's a lot of retic eggs. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I, numbers. I think a, th- a lot of things are going to change. Numbers though, I think we talked about rodent prices. That's going to change <clears throat> a lot of what people can keep. Um, you just can't properly feed 150 snakes anymore unless you're doing it on a large scale and you're willing to work your ass off and grow your own rodents and you're selling enough animals to be able to pay for all that. Um, but the, I think the average hobbyist who used to keep 100 snakes, you're going to see those numbers drop. You're not going to see the average hobbyist keeping 100 snakes anymore. Yeah, there might be one sitting at this table. The prices <laughs> keep going up. <laughs> um, so I agree with that. Uh, uh, Danielle yeah, said, too. 
better, more enriching enclosures. Uh, I agree with that for a lot of stuff. I do, especially. Um, I mean, retakes are another one where I'm I'm iffy. Someone owning a 16 or 17 foot retake doesn't tend to give it the cage that I think owning a retake of that size should probably have. Um, that's why I, I do like the retake cage at the Houston Zoo. Yeah. Now it's hard for me to imagine that used to be an alligator enclosure because it's a fucking horrible alligator enclosure. And it was for like 25 years. Yeah. Horrible because there's not enough room in there to hold water, uh, but a small pool. But uh, I challenge anyone to go look at what uh, Spencer Vance over at uh, Coiled Retix is doing with his enclosures. He's pretty new to this, but he's doing everything, you know, with the universal rock backgrounds and naturalistic looking. So, See, I uh, like that. But yeah, I mean, for a retic, it's peeing and pooping all the time. You still want something that you can get in there and clean pretty easy. And the problem is they're also such an active snake. Uh, okay. and so, you know, we've talked about like, um, those are awesome. What? Oh, look at this cage? Yeah. I love that universal rock stuff though. He puts so much time, money and love into, uh, getting his animals. If, if anyone's looking into getting into retics, he's a good one to look at. He did everything right. When we're talking about like things like indigos, you and I both like indigos, but we agree that a full grown indigo needs a big ass cage. Mm-hmm. That's an animal that is known to travel large distances on a regular basis. It seems wrong to shove it into a five foot cage. Yep. Um, even though it will fit by the standards of most of what we say, an animal will fit in a cage. Um, wow. Do I think my boas could use beer cages? Sure. Do I have <laughs> them? No, because the, the four foot cages fit perfectly. But. I probably should. Now I'm I'm being again. I understand I'm I'm being a dick when I say I'm not going to because it's a bigger cage and takes up more space. But most of what I keep is samboas. They probably don't need a four foot cage. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, I'm gonna go with no on that one. I mean, don't get me wrong. You could definitely put a sambo in a four foot cage, but it would be what the fuck? What? Yeah, that would be like three foot eleven inches of wasted space. Yeah, because and then you and then <laughs> well, if the it's arc- a four by two by two, that's like. One foot eleven inches of wasted space because they're only going to use that bottom inch that they're in the. Let's always love the argument. Well, I put stuff in mine and mine climbs. I get it. If I put stuff in there, I'm sure I would see it climb across it. But do I feel that I am horribly keeping it incorrectly by keeping my samboas in a tub? No, because it's not a mainland or even a super dwarf free tick that wants to move around and climb up and. I mean, and you don't have to. You don't have to go all out. I think to it, offer at least a little bit of enrichment and activity that they need. A shelf, a shelf goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Some UVA, UVB spectrum lighting goes a really long way. Um, and then interacting with your animals like you should be. Yes, I um, started making hides out of some of our scrap PVC and uh, putting them in my boa cages. And they use those hides like crazy. They get on top of them. They, they use them like a shelf. They, um, just, and I'll even take, I'll take, um, a hide out of one and move it to another one and like switch them out. And they explore all over that thing. And for two or three days, you'll see them just smelling every inch of it. And, 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 uh, you could tell that they enjoy having something to climb around on. Yeah, I'm taking it to the next level. And Focus Cube is, uh, pairing up with us and sending out, uh, an experimental build for cool. a problematic retick that I have. That's mm-hmm. cool. So, uh, you know, I'll even see if adding as much enrichment and 
you know, possibly bioactive in the future, if that's something that I want to incorporate at all. Yeah, and they've got some interesting stuff. If you might watch the video of uh, when they went and unloaded it, uh, Canova, the monitor cages, some of the things they built in there for them to climb up the sides and things to hide under and in. Uh, it's not just a box. And there's so many things you can do that's not just a box. Yeah, I agree. Their big monitor cages are awesome. And that comes, again, from Ashley having big monitors. So she understands the needs of a big monitor keeper. Yep. Uh, going over some of our other answers here. Uh, Lonnie said providing enrichment, which we kind of just talked about. That's a big thing. Darren Watson said let your animals watch or listen to the Reptile Gumbo podcast. I totally agree with that. <laughs> this is uh, Don't let your kids apparently do it, but your animals feel free. <laughs> um, John Feely said actually understanding an animal's basic husbandry needs and then going beyond the basic needs. But honestly, I've seen so many people lately messing up even the fundamentals of care. Uh, that also comes down to understanding that not every reptile is the same. I think that's understanding that mm-hmm. you, two snakes are not just because their snakes aren't always kept the same. You know, even let's go with big snakes, right? Retics and yep. berms. Even because it's a python doesn't mean it's yeah. kept the same way. Retics and berms aren't the, aren't the same. No. You know, everybody sees them as they're big snakes and they're the same, but retics are a very active large snake. Just in the wild, they're an active large snake. Berms are more of a, on the ground, they're a large snake that, stays on the ground so it's just two different two different ways of living right well it's like if i had a texas rat snake and a cave dwelling rat snake yeah just because they're both rat snakes but they're drastically different yeah so it's you definitely need to understand your animal what you have and just that's what you see at shows you know someone comes to a show goes i want to get something i've got a ball python okay well that's not how I, i get that I get that you have one snake, but you can't just show up randomly going, I have this one snake, so I understand how to keep anything else inside here. And that's so many people come to a show with that mentality of, I've got a leopard gecko. It's time for me to get a water monitor. No, no, it's not. It happens. Yeah, it scares me if anyone's buying their first water monitor or first retake at a, a show. There's just something drastically wrong there. Yes, because so many, so many of show purchases are... Uh, impulse buys and don't get me wrong there i've sold there can be that rare one but it's it's rare yeah and i've sold snakes to people on that didn't plan on buying it but i sat there and i talked them through everything and i'm also selling again as dax wanted to point out even though i keep bringing it up fuck you dax i sell sand boas <laughs> i'm not afraid of an impulse buy sand boa as much as i am somebody impulse buying uh retic oh 100 now i will say i have vended next to dax several times and i have no matter how small that retic's gonna get right. sorry yeah and I've heard Dax tell people that, like, he doesn't, I've never heard him say, this is not for you, but I've heard him make it pretty clear that maybe they you need, need to, to rethink, you need to rethink things, Which is or, what a good breeder and right. someone selling reptiles should do. Yep. Unfortunately, we've also seen people at shows that don't. And we'll get to your story later about your person at the show. Yeah. Uh, our buddy Victor said, provide better enclosures with all the trimmings, UVA, B lighting, uh, hot and cool spots, more terrain for enrichment. I am... <clears throat> I am thinking about trying to put UV lighting into my boa cages, but the problem is I would like to use uh, VivTech bulbs. Yeah, that's what I'm using. But I, I have to see how yours are set up because I just know like my boas are really good at pulling shit down. You got to get the cages. Even though like they're really good at wrapping around something, squeezing, and then pulling. Yeah, you figure shit that down. screw's only got a half inch. Yeah, and so I do worry about that. That's why I would love for eventually VivTech coming out with like a puck light type something slim that i can put right up against the surface that doesn't give them enough surface to grab and yank off i've had to put so many 
heat panels back up after they've been yanked down. Even when there's very little, like, they're not wow. a ton of wire they can get a hold. They just, they're really good at getting shit off the top. Um, so I would like to. And yes, I, I, I could probably put in linear bulbs and all, but I really, I really like biffed up bulbs. So, um, and then our buddy Lee said nutrition, as in a varied diet in all reptiles, including the gut load for feeders, which is one reason I kind of felt good about ordering quail this time around. So I was like, it gives me something other than a rat to give to things. So. That's why I'm excited about my friend uh, breeding chickens. All yeah. the roosters are coming to me. <laughs> so, um, oh, who is that? I don't know who Facebook user. It says, that we had our own rodent colonies when we worked with snakes. We gut-loaded our rodents before feeding be them off. We used fresh veggies and grains. I feel like it made a difference. We do the same for our feeder insects as well. A healthier feeder is a healthy uh, is a healthy animal. Yeah, I agree. You've, you've got to pay attention to what goes into your animals. Um, so what, uh, what would be your answer to this? What's one big push you think we should make? Uh, for me right now, it's, it's just adding as much enrichment to the enclosure as possible. And I think a big thing for that is the UV spectrum lighting. Uh, I haven't been able to fully install it into my cage yet because I'm throwing it into that experimental build that focus cubes sending out. Gotcha. Uh, but even just with messing around with it dicking around in the snake room i've seen how my animals react to it they look great under it you know they just kind of turn on and come towards the light every time i bring it out so you know it's something i think at the very least should be thought about incorporating into our husbandry i agree i agree i i, I would like to get uv lights into my stuff like i said it's just trickier and then yeah it uh, is and, and Robert and I have talked about before with racks. Look, I, I like my racks. I'm not going to get rid of racks for certain things. But I, I would like a rack eventually that we could do it. And it's just the, the technology that we want to be able to do it is not there yet. But uh, uh, Have you seen, uh, I believe her Instagram is Show Me Kitties. She whoa. does hog noses. <laughs> Show Me Kitties sounds like something different, but okay. Oh but uh, she's working with someone right now. I forget his name, uh, but they're developing a, a rack that's pretty cool that incorporates UV spectrum lighting. It, I think you can even go bioactive on the tubs. Like, it's pretty cool. Well, Robert did one uh, for a vendor friend of ours, but it was for lizards, for geckos. So he used a taller uh -huh. tub, and he was able to make it so that you could put UV bulbs, linear bulbs across it. Right, Robert? Yes. Um, and so I that did. worked. Um, what I would like is if we can get to where we have um, LEDs, but in thin slim line that you can kind of recess into a shelf uh, so that you can turn it on for part of the day in your racks, your tubs uh, for things like my sandbows. I could turn it on for a part of the day and they could still get some sunlight. Um, I want to say this was like all one LED panel or something like that. Hmm. I'll have to look. I'd have to take a second look at it. It was show me kitties. Show me kitties. I feel wrong typing that in. Yeah. <laughs> Some other stuff is going to I wouldn't up. Google that. I was just thinking, like, do not type that into your Google. Can I tell about my experience this weekend? Okay, mm -hmm. so, so yes, let's get to... I've been dying to hear about this. Okay. So I was at a show this weekend, not a Herb show. Uh, not that that matters. Um, and there was a person there doing, you know, the $5 take a picture with Snake. And... This person had a, I don't know, six, seven foot, pretty chunky boa 
that he kept around his neck. It was super chill, but it was cool. But I noticed that he had a rolling suitcase laying on its side by his feet. And somebody came up and asked, and I realized that he had a sign that said, take a picture with my boa or my anaconda. Mm-mm. So I guess that guy wanted to take a picture with the anaconda. So he opens up this suitcase and there is like a, a soft-sided suitcase. Soft side, just like the one I take to shows, almost oh. like identical to that black one. Um, there's about a 10 foot yellow anaconda in this suitcase Mm-mm. and it is pissed. It is like wrapped around one of the bars inside and he has to, wouldn't yank- you be? Yes. <laughs> like, fuck. And he has to like yank it out and he immediately just throws it over this guy's shoulder. And I'm like, that fucking snake is about to bite somebody. Hey, it's an anaconda. They, they're known to be nippy, right? Sure enough, this guy like puts his hand in front of the anaconda's face and it whacks him right on the freaking, right on the, like the thumb, the meaty part of his thumb. And he's bleeding everywhere. And my wife runs over. Oh, I, I missed the whole step here. When it, when it bites him, the guy jumps to grab the anaconda and the freaking boa falls off his shoulders and on the concrete upside down. And it's like all woozy in its head. So my wife runs over and grabs the boa and picks it up. And I'm like, great, this boa's going to be pissed. going to fucking bite her. And luckily it didn't. Um, so then that guy's like, I don't have any paper towels or anything. So we give the guy paper towels and get the bleeding to stop. And Okay, so that's done. The guy wasn't mad. And then the guy like was like... Uh, this well, was a person with a table, like a vendor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he's like, oh, all right, man, well, that'll be $5. And I go... Bullshit. I said, he is not paying you to get bitten by your fucking snake, dude. And he was like, yeah, you're right. I'm just joking. And I'm like, no, you weren't joking. He was not joking. I'm like, you weren't joking. Oh, my God. So that guy walks off. Like 10 minutes later, I sent James the video. They put him on another guy's shoulder. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to get this shit on video this time. Well, about the time I hit stop, bam, fucking grabs the dude's bicep. And I'm like, holy shit. So it ended up biting that guy, that guy. And then it bit another guy on the neck. Um. But that was one of his friends that was helping him, like, put it back in the suitcase. Uh, <laughs> it bit that guy on the neck. But um, he didn't have it with him on Sunday. That was on Saturday because uh, I think he was told not to bring that snake back on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, actually, he he may not have had either snake with him on Sunday. I think he just had his literature out there. Yes, um, and Trevor, that was at a reptile show. Yeah, it was. Um, he, he had a booth. This wasn't just some. This sounds like just some jackass walking around. Apparently, he's office. opening a reptarium somewhere in Texas. Yes, yeah, I mean he had like he had like really nice brochures and stuff, but, but he couldn't have a tub. Right. Just I was like, man, I will give you or a tub. Control his animals, or or, or you yeah. realize learn, that a learn anac- after the first time. Like, yeah. Realize that a yellow anaconda may not be the best. Outreach now, I will. I will say he told <laughs> no. he told the first guy and the second guy, hey, this thing bites. It might bite you. It probably will bite you. And they were both See, like, okay. That's how you know he won't work out because a smart person who plans under that understands insurance. Yes, and knows not to bring something like yes. that that could yes. bite people. Yes. So that was interesting. Um I actually had yeah, a kid. Someone buy can it. say it's okay if it bites me, and then so it you, bites. Yeah, me right. it's totally different. I had someone buy a tokay. These four young boys, you know, they were probably nineteen. <laughs> buy a tokay from uh, Rob Roy, who was right next to me, and then come over to me and is like, uh, "Hey, um, that that ten gallon acrylic that I had. Hey, man, can I can I borrow that? Yeah, for one hundred thirty five dollars." He's like, well, I just need something to take this Tokay gecko home in. I'll bring it back. I'm like, no. The, the deli cup that it's in works great. <laughs> you, you, you can do that. Or you can buy this. And, can I borrow that cage you're selling? Yeah. I'm like, he was dead serious. What the fuck? And he's like, uh, his buddies were like, I told you he wasn't going to let you do that. And I'm <laughs> like, 
you've you workshopped this with your friends and you still came over here and asked me it's like going to walmart hey uh yeah i see those cookies you have on the shelf there can i just take those cookies home i'll bring them back i'll bring the cookies back i promise yeah you don't know me but uh i'll bring those cookies back uh fucking people yeah Awesome. Well, on a on a positive note, in Bryan College Station, uh, a down payment got put on a fucking new pet that we're getting. <laughs> so my parents were there. As anybody that heard the shows that we put out, uh, my dad was on one of the interviews with us. And don't there. even try to act like such a dick. You are just as excited as I, I am, am. I am, but I also... I'm very worried about the whole process as It's well. going to be fine. Amanda and Lee are going to take care of us. I may drive them crazy in the process, but it's okay. Jim is going to come to a beautiful home, and he's going to be so loved. So Amanda and Lee Reddy, who we've had on here several times, breed amazing uh, panther chameleons. I'm and so apparently we're getting one. Don't get me wrong. His I name held, is Jim, and we have the same birthday. I held him at the show. He is, I mean, he's, anybody that's watched our shows before and has seen when they take out their he's big so male, pretty. it's his son, and he looks so much like him, and he's going to look amazing. But I was always like, I'm not going to do chameleons, and now I'm getting a fucking chameleon. Because you love what, What's me? lifespan on a panther? Like five, six years. That's that's <clears> the <throat> tough thing with uh It chameleons. is. That's going to be what's hard. They're a heartbreaker. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It could be up to eight or nine. Could be. Um, okay. That's longer for chameleons because don't most species only live a few years? Uh, five or six, but but Amanda, oh, Lee, Amanda Lee said it could be eight or nine, which means it's probably five or six. <laughs> uh, I'm also not friends with the Reddies anymore. Whatever. I've, uh, I told them to, to fuck off. Well, and so his mom. My um, mom. James's mom was um yeah talking to the microphone well i was trying to read because you adjusted the camera and now i can't read the comment you don't need to read it's just it's just um, the readies and dax so his mom said if you want i can give you your birthday money early and you can use it for the down payment and i was like absolutely you still get birthday money he's an only child and his parents love me more than they love him okay they keep telling you that they that's, do that's not true i mean they love joe more than both of us that but. is true never talk with my mom <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Darren asked, are we going to keep it in the podcast room? Probably. It's probably going to go, go right here over there next to Katie. I'll shift stuff down so you can see. Um, we got to get a cage built. If I only knew someone who made cages. Yeah. Hmm. Who wasn't crazy slap busy. You want to slap them. Don't slap who, them. Who didn't just get a laser. It's interesting. Do it. What? what? <laughs> Nothing, Robert. Nothing. No. Just need a cage made. Yeah. By somebody. Oh. I, um... He's going to add me to his list. Uh, I just got a 30 day ban and talk about it. Uh, <laughs> All right, we'll talk about that one in a second. Too. Yeah. Uh, so we got so we gotta get cage. We gotta get a mister. So we gotta get a mister for it. Yep. And we gotta get it all set up. Yep. And then he can come home. And then he's gonna come live with us. Uh, we'll post a picture in in the discussion. Well, James we'll post got some good page. pictures the other day. I did. I made sure to get a picture of it so we can show people. Yeah, or you Darren could just take Darren's tank and yeah. a heat rock. That's all we need. Oh, yeah. Darren. Works for me. And a big water bowl. I'm, I'm too extra. Because that won't work either, by the way. I know it won't. <laughs> I'm not a you moron. You can mount your heat rock from like the side or something. Make yes, you climb it. I'm not a moron. Although I did have a minor heart attack today when my crested gecko decided to slam himself on the front window of his tank and made everyone around his tank in class jump. Again, I'm amazed that those things survive. 
That's he, it, that may be the dumbest reptile. We've never mm. seen him just leap hog across nose. his cage huh? like that. Hog nose. Yeah, hog nose are pretty stupid too. But like crestids will just jump into space. They will. Off of you into space with no plan of catching or grabbing anything. Just into space. And hope they don't die. I don't even think it's in the thought. I don't think they know what dying. They just just go for it. They're not afraid of dying. They're too stupid to be afraid of dying. Makes you wonder, you know, where they're from. Do they just eat themselves off? The no, side of cliffs I think or? we. So I think the small population we started with yeah. were the fucked up dumb ones. And then we just kept breeding the <laughs> fucked up dumb ones. That's the only way we were able to catch them. There's genius ones out in the jungle. They're like, well, thank God our, uh, our, our uh, special ed uh, cousin, he's gone. Someone These are took the slow him. bus crusties. Oh, so, because that's like, so I, I've said it, seen it before with um, with Asian carp, right? It, around here, Asian carp. If you drive a boat past them, they freak out and they jump out of the water and they hit people. But I've seen a show where they went to where they're found in Asia and they showed people there those videos. And they go, yeah, they don't, they don't do that here. They don't jump out of the water. I'm like, of course they Aren't don't. They like if we got the fucking stupid ones. At one time, they were like considered extinct in the wild. The crusties, yeah, yeah. And, and now they're, they're now they're just vulnerable. Yeah. Because they were probably hiding so well, the smart ones, <laughs> right. and then a couple of the dumb Look, ones got found. I'm looking on Wikipedia. One of the Wikipedia pictures is just a crusty jumping in the air like this. They're yeah. fucking stupid. For and those then, of you can't see, I have my arms up in the air so like normally, a crusty. So normally, like Charlie just hangs out in the on the back wall, which is like one of those fake rock walls in the you know in the tank. Or every now and then we'll see him like climb up and eat out of his food bowl because he started eating during the day, which the kids love. But I mean, we're talking like they were all working on a writing assignment. It was quiet and calm. And all of a sudden you hear this whack. Face plan. And glass. he literally jumped from the back wall to that front glass. Fucking dumbass lizard. And just like stuck there. Well, then just evolutionary wise. freaked us all out. They don't regrow. I can't understand for the life of me. I've studied evolution so long and I don't understand. They don't regrow their fucking tail. Like so many other geckos do. So many other lizards that don't use their tail as a prehensile tail do. But Cresties will use their tail to hold on to shit. And if they lose it one time, it's fucking gone. Like, what what is what happened? How kind of how did evolution work that way where this thing that is useful? And they lose their tail just about easier than any other gecko I've yeah. ever had. Just drop that shit when they get scared. Yep. Oh, you turn the lights on. Yeah. So like I, what is it? anyways. Yeah. It's a dumb animal. But I agree. Hog noses are, are special as well. But again, I think we just got the special ones. I just, yeah. Every time I feed them, I'm like, how do you survive in the wild? Yeah. I'm, I'm, pre I'm presenting you with a dead mouse and you had to bite like 16 things before you bit it. I'm convinced there are several hog noses out there that have eaten themselves. <laughs> I guarantee it. Just, I'm sure. They, uh, they're special. So, anyways. Uh, That'd be a good idea. You need to stick a tree for the center of the podcast table, and he can chill and be. That'd be cool. We could yeah, right here, put him right there, hang out here during the show. He's gonna become our mascot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pay enough for him. He's gonna have to. Yeah, that you can call it uh, cable management or whatever. <laughs> yeah, just hold all this shit together. Because if you just no, no, it'll hands, just cover all of it up. Yeah, that's true. But you just he'll hold on. They, they're such a weird animal too, because you just put it in their hand. They're like, I'll hold it. I've seen videos where like chameleons have fallen because they grab their arm and not a branch and, th and then they just fall. Like, what kind of special is that? Right? The one that was special. You know, what makes, me, you know what makes me feel good? As much as I'm like, humans are fucking stupid, at least we're not the only thing. 
Yeah. There's so many stupid animals. So yeah, it's not just us. We just are louder about it. Like when you see Ibex jump off a cliff instead of getting caught by um, uh, like a clouded leopard. They're like, I'm yeah. just going to jump yeah. and hope for the best. <laughs> hope I don't die. Right. Oh, uh, so some of the things that I saw, speaking of stupid, I posted this over on our uh, on our Facebook group. You just see some some things that people created and uh, you think, why? These were lips that have a spring attached to them with a tinier set of lips so you could kiss insects. I saw that. Oh, I saw that. That was so stupid. And it's just this person going around kissing like worms. Oh, my God. I wanted ants. something to bite them so bad, and I've never wanted that out of a video mm. before. But I wanted there to be some type of destruction. It popped up on my on my Facebook. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Next time that pops up, forward this to me. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Oh, just go. Oh. So go to the Reptile Gumbo Gosh, Podcast discussion group. Him. Tag them in. Uh, I'll okay, go tag okay. you. Tag. I'll tag them right here. I'll do it. I you got it pulled right up? Now. Yeah. I don't have it pulled up. I'm going to tag. I was working on grammar Nathan lesson plans for next week. Cat. There we go. <laughs> now that I don't love the conversation we're you're having, but. Uh, Lesson plans. <laughs> other things I saw that I got posted. Uh, there were some cool, like flying insects that have evolved to look like jumping spiders. So, like on their back, it looks like the eyes of a jumping spider. So when they sit there, they look like a spider. That was just cool co-evolution that I saw. Thought it was pretty neat. Um, see what else is trying to go through. So there were like two weeks. Oh, our buddy uh, Corey Martin got some really. She's gotten some really awesome lizards lately. This one is the um, leucistic. Uh, King Gorums that she got, mm-hmm. but she got some like iguanas or something. Some um, oh, some sort of iguana. It's K O R I M A R. There you go. You just type it in. It I pulls could. it up. That's what I'm doing. But I'm just trying to imagine. It was uh, three Roatan spiny-tailed iguanas. Yeah, from the island of Roatan. From the island of Roatan. That, those are kind of cool. Yeah, those are really cool. Uh, she's really going all in on lizards. She is. She said, "Fuck snakes, doing lizards." Which is more to her because that's that's time consuming. Yeah. Uh, oh, there was a video that uh, Nathan Holcomb posted of a chimpanzee feeding a sulcata uh, an apple, which I just thought was funny. Like, did you, see, did you he, see the one I just posted about the? I'll get to it. Okay. But he's feeding the, the tortoise, and then he takes a bite of the apple, and then he feeds the tortoise, and then he takes a bite of the apple. Just cute things that happen in nature to make up for the stupid shit that happens in nature. Oh, you posted one that was pretty cool. It was a Western Diamondback. Next to that big ass shed from a yeah. deer. Yeah, guy was out shed hunting. It's one of the hunting pages that I followed for years, and uh, found that big western diamondback. And he did not kill it. He doesn't kill them on his ranch. And some of the comments are typical. Yeah. Um, every snake you let go could be a kid that gets killed. And I'm always like, well, do you kill every stray dog you see? Do you kill every person? Because every person you see yep. could kill a kid. That's right. Uh, I think I got called a snake-loving Nazi on that one. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure in there you said you love snakes and you want to kill all the Jews. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, I'm sure that's, that's fitting. Yeah. Core values. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to make so, that a sign and put it on the wall in the shop. <laughs> our core values are we love snakes. And hate Jews. Yep. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Again, our buddy Nathan Holcomb was at Tinley, and he, so he posted a picture. I felt so bad. He posted a picture of... People wearing like Bob's Balls uh, shirts and Venom Life shirts as he sat in a corner, not talking to anybody. And I was like, just 
go go say hi to people, Nathan. Bob's literally the nicest guy you'll ever meet. Yeah, <laughs> like he, he was gonna say he walked by Mike's uh, Mike Monitor's table, uh, by Mike Stefani, and he's like he was just busy. I couldn't say hi to him. I was but like, but uh, we also have to realize that not everyone is uh, like us that'll just talk to anyone. I get it. I get it. But the and I've said it before on here. If you're going to a show, talk to someone. That is that is the benefit <clears> of going to a show. Uh, is that you get to talk to people. So say hi. Like, trust me, if you're at a reptile show, everyone there wants to talk about reptiles. I mean, when I the first time I met James, I thought he was a dick, and then I got to know him and, and found out I was correct. Yeah, that dick. is a hundred percent how everyone feels. Everyone. I'm okay with that. Even my family it, it felt we, this it way. We, it weeds Not out, out the weak kidding. ones, right? <laughs> I made it. <laughs> yeah. So like, my my dad came to the, the Brian Claw station, and I think he sat there and talked to the Reddies more than I did. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd come around, and then there, there he is talking to him. I'm like. You're not getting a lizard. Walk away. <laughs> but uh, going through some of the other things. I was, oh, you posted the one about uh, this is at the Houston Zoo, right? The tortoises at the Houston yes. Zoo. They had three eggs laid from are those spider? What are those? It says it on the article there. Well, I, it doesn't. I don't remember, man. I just read a cool thing and I share it in the group. I and have then to read the, now I got to read gone. the article. God damn it. Why didn't you already read it? Oh, it's radiated. Okay. Radiated. Uh, they had three eggs. Looks like hatch. Yeah because those are babies yes. of radiated tortoises at the Houston Zoo and the parents names are like Dill and Pickle. Miss Pickles Miss Pickles and Mr. Mr. Pickles. Pickles and Miss Pickles and the babies are like Kosher Dill and so. uh, they're Dill Jalapeno and Gherkin yeah that's it <laughs> and Gherkin yeah uh, Houston Zoo I just posted one a few minutes ago of a um, I think it was a mud turtle that has a broken shell and there's plants growing inside the hole. What the fuck? Yeah, I've seen that. That's really cool. I'll look yeah. at it in a second. I saw. So I saw this meme the other day, and it made me laugh. So I'm gonna say it. it's uh, tigers have false eyes on the back of their eyes to dis- on the back of their ears to discourage predators from attacking them from behind. I'm slightly less terrified of tigers, and a thousand times more terrified of whatever the fuck a tiger considers a predator. Yeah, That's, <laughs> that is that is true. I'm like, what what were they evolving to to scare off? Hmm. I got to update this page so I can see. Oh, my dad posted a really cool picture of a speckled rattlesnake. That is a very pretty rattlesnake, the speckled rattlesnake. That's one thing I would love to go out west and and find different rattlesnakes. You've got yeah. you live out west. Southern, well, southern Utah, uh, not up north here. You don't get any of the speckled or like the uh, midget fadeds. Those are what you go down south for. Okay, that really creeps me out with the turtle here. Yeah, it's I weird, just saw that. That's yeah. a fucking hole in a turtle. Yeah. And there's mud oh, and shit yeah. growing inside that turtle. That's a yeah. live turtle. That's a live turtle. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Okay, so I, I don't do well with holes and things. It's a trypto, whatever it is. It kind of grosses me out. This is kind of on the borderline of like. There's no kinda. It like seriously messes with his mind. So you could never be a surgeon. No, I don't mind cutting things open. Oh, okay. It's like when people post those pictures of like. When you they know super the plant imp- that has all the holes in it? The seed pods. But they'll like insert that into like someone's hand. They'll superimpose it. Look like it's coming. Like their hand yep. has a ton of holes. Yep. I can't. I can't do that. You're like so the chimpanzee lady from Oprah was a real problem for you. I don't remember that one, but I'm not gonna look it up. Okay. I'll send it to you. Uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Our buddy Blake's uh, bot flies. Yeah, g- grossed me out. That that's a hole in the skin. So he's that, got a new one. Yep, and he's back in Costa Rica right now. That whole situation is just weird. To yeah. Me. Like, why well, would you? You've volunteer? met Blake. I have. You should mean, not surprise That whole me. situation is weird. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, is a fact. Intrepid Exotics, I don't know if this is, they're trying to find a 
article to confirm this. So I'm no, not it's Blake's birthday today. It happened, but oh. they were told there was a black mamba bite death in Pennsylvania this morning. They're looking for an article to try and confirm that. I haven't heard that. Oh, man. Um, but that's not going to be good for, well, I mean, fucking Pennsylvania, you can own whatever the fuck you want to up there. It's the wild, wild west, but in the east. So I'm not surprised. Okay, I gotta stop looking at this turtle. That's really gross. It's, it's scroll it's, the page. It's like a planter. It's like scroll, James. I'm Somebody posted on Blake's thing. Happy birthday to you and your maggots. <laughs> <laughs> so did he lose the first bot fly? It died. It died. In he him? had two. One died. Did it die in him? Yes. Oh yeah. my god! What happened? And then the to other it? one, it, it body, the body rejected it, and then the other one, I, I guess it, it got like almost. Like done, and it died, and Why he got he it out, want... and he put it in a jar, and they were going to sell it at the Tinley auction this weekend, but I don't Why? think it's going. Why? <laughs> Why? Like you're just going to let this slug turn into a? It's not a slug. Haven't you met Blake? Oh I mean, I I don't know what's happened in our house, but we have a lot of small spiders. Hmm. My mom is in the other room. Okay, but I'm still, and it wasn't me this time. I didn't have like a jumping spider have babies. That didn't happen this time. It has happened before, but it didn't happen this time. Why uh, won't spiders? <laughs> our buddy Travis Wyman posted a picture of a Arabian sand boa, which is I it won't. his? No, oh. he doesn't have it. It's just a picture. No, because the one person in the country has them. Well, I need to check in with that one person. And see, if I don't know is. about these things. I love that you speak to me like I know these things. Speaking of dumb looking animals, Arabian sand boas. It's, a, it's the one that looks like a sock. Is that the puppet. one that looks like it has Google eyes? Yes, it looks like a sock. Mm-hmm. Puppet. At least I know what you're talking about. Um. So, anyways, uh, speaking of Tinley uh, this weekend, uh, U.S. Arc raised a shit ton of money at the auction. Um, I know that. So we haven't talked about it, and, and I'll I'll tiptoe around this because I'm a. Uh, well, we've only we haven't had a show since it came out. So so Brian Barch, if anybody hadn't paid attention, Brian Barchek has been um, diagnosed with stage four. I think so. Pancreatic pretty, cancer, pretty bad. Um, so he's fighting that, and I know I've. And I, look, I'm not going to hide anything. I know I've talked shit about Brian Barczyk and the things that he's done publicly, but I would never wish this on him. And I honestly do hope that he recovers. I, that's horrible. I can't imagine. Um, that is horrible. Uh, at the auction this past weekend, I know they raised over $50,000 for him. Um, what's her name? Adeline. Adeline. Her, she had a painting, an amazing picture, painting of a cobra, right? Yeah, I think so. And it Egyptian went for cobra. Yeah. It went for 55. Well, well it, went, it 10, went for 10. And 10, then people just kept throwing in money. I think dubia.com put in 10. People were putting in 1,000, 2,000. Yeah, I think uh, 3,000. Ed and Emily put in like 1,000 or 2,000. Yeah. yeah. So it was it was pretty awesome. And then Brian called him and told him and put the phone down to the speaker. And, you know, you could tell he was very emotional, uh, which he's a pretty emotional guy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, thanked everybody and said he wished he was there and that he plans on being there in the future. Um, but he's apparently starting some very aggressive chemo this week. Um, I heard possibly that mo- that he told them to keep the money for US Arc. I don't, I don't know. know. So I saw later that US Arc had raised like they had raised like one hundred and ten thousand for US Arc, and I'm like, there's no way they raised one hundred and sixty thousand. Maybe they did. Um, that that's pretty close to the Tinley uh, last October that I went to. Okay. I think there was one hundred fifty something like Maybe. that. Right, then. I hope so, man. That's awesome. We need it. So either way, it was a it was a huge auction. So yeah. But it was great to, it. to watch everybody raise that money for him. Because, I mean, that, that is messed up. Like I said, I'm I'm not going to pretend that I, I have been someone who's been a fan of his because I publicly have said I'm not. So I'm not going to be that kind of person who all of a sudden. But with that said, I, 
Yeah. I haven't ever hated on him, but I mean, if it weren't for Brian, I wouldn't have ever known about dwarf, super dwarf, reticulated pythons. I think he's the first person I ever heard mention him. Yeah. And so I, I, I hope that this round of chemo does does well and that he's good and that he can fight this because like i said stage four pancreatic yeah. cancer is rough so but yeah. it was very and, cool. and he does he does more than any of us could ever imagine in terms of just reaching out to new keepers in this industry so yeah he's the yeah. one who got my brother into it. my brother i was read the word brother on my screen my uh my son oh um uh, so your sister went to his he's really the one who got him liking corn snakes that's right. and and then and then of course he met russell and um the rest is I said, my, my issue just stems from some of the things he's done video wise where i just sure sure i'm not a big fan of but sure. uh, but i do like like there's some of the old stuff they did i really liked when he used to do mm-hmm. uh, um was it snake bites snake bites tv some of that other stuff I, I thought was really good uh i got into it, it was awesome back then so hopefully it overcomes that that's that's rough but it was very really mm-hmm. awesome to watch the hobby and we've talked about before we've seen it down here with with our shows and our breeders when someone is hurting and there's something wrong our hobby is is really that's one thing that our hobby is good at is helping those that are down on their luck or something has happened or health or whatever it is and so i love seeing that happen uh we just had a friend uh, one of our vendors who does plants her greenhouse caught on fire this weekend um and so i know people have reached out to help her with that because that that's rough too and that's that's what, what she sells but anyways so Moving away, let's try to find a happier note. Uh, so your podcast, how long, how many episodes do y'all have? I haven't, I haven't listened to a podcast, a reptile podcast in months. I, I, I only listen to comedy podcasts and then we, we do our own, you know, I support my friends and stuff. I yep. um, met you guys to the snakes in the fat man community, but we've, uh, I think we're filming episode 33 tonight. So we started just a little over, what is that? Eight months ago. We've been awesome. doing it weekly. Yeah, week, weekly podcasts are tricky, aren't they? Yeah, but it, it's a lot of fun. It keeps us uh, consistent, keeps us, you know, on our toes. Uh, I think, you know, just trying to diversify content at this point is the biggest hurdle, especially you, you can only talk so much experience. But, uh, you know, it's it's been cool to see the response we've gotten because of that gap I talked about in in kind of that educational portion within retix have have you had Dax on uh not yet don't, he is don't do it don't do it <laughs> Dax is we, awesome we love Dax <laughs> Just, we love Dax he'll, he'll bring your ratings down don't do it I mean like you said before he is a Yankees fan so <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I, my, my family's from New York so y'all are gonna hate me too gross <laughs> yeah it's okay um. <laughs> Shit, just not with Dax. <laughs> but he's a good guy. I like Dax. I, that's except, that's one thing I have enjoyed through this show is that uh, doing this podcast is I've made a lot of friends because I've yeah. had to reach out to people and say, "Hey, do you want to be on a podcast?" And then we talk like Lee and Amanda. We talked to them because they were on the podcast. Dax, I talked more to because he was on yeah. the podcast. Um, and well, so, and Dax, he may just sell T-shirts, but he gets people interested in retics, so that's pretty nice. <laughs> I, you know, the first time I saw Dax at a show. I instantly judged him. You thought, man, that's a douche. I was like, that fucking muscle bound guy. He's not gonna. He's gonna be a uh, that muscle bound guy selling retakes. And then he came up and talked to me, and I'm like, this dude's pretty cool. I like Dax. And then we vended next to him like a year ago at um, Temple. Temple. And uh, 
and had a great time. And now him and Taylor are friends and yeah. Yeah. I enjoy their company and we bag on each other all the time. In fact, when he sent me happy birthday last week, he said, happy birthday, go Yankees. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, that's where we're at. I like it. And like I said, as far as retics, he's a, when I go by his table, the limited knowledge I have of retics, though, they are very, very nice. Trust me, I've been by tables. I know when they look like shit. Yes. I can, I can definitely tell when they look like shit. Um, well, and who Dax has around him. I mean, uh, me being a retic guy, my first Arlington, he was, uh, you know, maybe not the typical person I'd walk up to and, and go say hi to, but with retics on his table, I walked up and, you know, he was always just cool from the moment I met him. So, yep. Well, like Robert, Major said, love. you look at him and you kind of judge him, but I mean, that we, that happens Everyone. With, with people all the time. But the problem is we've yeah. met so many people that, and Dax, please don't take this the wrong way. He won't. We've met some people that do that does look like Dax, and like they are a douche. Like that's muscle bound guys who, who it's a Jack Stack mass monster. Yep, <laughs> but he is not that. You talk no. to him, he is not that. He's always smiling. He, yeah. Know. yeah. This just became the we love Dax podcast. We love Dax. <laughs> uh, Darren Watson said it's not our number one podcast unless they talk about duck penises. Look, if you want your animal penis conversation, we've got you covered. Yep. I'll, we'll we'll have something next week for y'all. We'll talk. We'll find some sort of animal penis conversation for next week. Corkscrew right into that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so before we close, we should talk about what happened today with the feral cats. Oh, all right. Oh, so feral we've cat. talked about this group before. There's a local talk oh, of geez. group on Facebook, and uh, I think Robert, James and I are the only two sane people in a fucking group. Hundred percent. One hundred. Well, I'm not in it apparently anymore <laughs> as of today. Uh, I may be out of it by now. I haven't checked lately. But every now and then there'll be a post about uh, wildcats and people feeding the feral cats, and and you know everybody uses their emotions to judge this. And then when we come in with scientific facts, we become horrible people. You know, my I came in talking about how either a they should be left alone and they could naturally die, that would be fine. I'm not saying I want them to suffer, but that is one way. Or b catch them and purely keep them inside. And then you start giving them facts about feral cats, and of course everyone tells you no. And I had this one guy tell me. Uh, I didn't un- when I told them that obviously they never had taken a class in ecology. Uh, they informed me they had, and they know all the stuff about, it, and that I don't. Even because though- his family's had cats around their barns for years, so he knows. And, and when I stated the uh, the damage of feral cats due to wild populations, even posting articles and scientific papers, uh, I was told that uh, what I was talking about was in a vacuum, and it's not really what's happening. Even though the paper talks globally about the damage that cats do in the wild uh is very interesting and then robert got kicked out of it because he's a he's an asshole well yeah was, <laughs> i did it i mean look i broke the no cussing rule like four times yes because that guy decided to get personal so i'm like oh you want to get personal all right we could do that <laughs> um because there was no convincing him at that point i well, don't care it's just it's a uh, so I work with someone. I've told them multiple times. I think I could call a Nazi in there too. <laughs> been, Fuck. Uh, maybe you are a Nazi. I don't. I don't think so. Do you? So when my dad comes to visit, do you feel the need to kill him? No. No. So okay, maybe you don't hate Jews. I don't know. No. Uh, but I work with a coworker who teaches science as I do, and I've told him many times the issue with cats, and he constantly tells me he doesn't believe that's true. There's no way his cat does that. There's no way his cat kills stuff. I'm like. Cats are like they, crazy psychotic. Well, did you murderers. see that guy's comment on one? He was like. I've watched my cat kill bird after bird after bird. 
Thanks for proving our point. <laughs> I don't understand what you where you're coming with that, dude. That's well, I love it's it. the cycle of life. Oh fuck. I love that. Like it's not. It's yeah. invasive species are not part of the circle of life. That's not how that works. They're not part of the food chain. They just fuck shit up. And you can love cats without fucking up the ecosystem. Yeah, exactly. I love I, my last name's cats. I haven't been able to own them as a kid. My mom was allergic, so I got one a handful of years ago to end the irony. And you know, you keep it inside. inside. Yeah. It's not that not that hard. And it's yeah. safer for the cat. One of my friends right now, she posted a big thing yesterday about her cat her cat got shit beat out of it by five stray cats that the neighbor feeds and the neighbors blah 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 blah. And yeah. I'm like you know, I said, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but you know how you solve that. Keep your cat inside. And she was like, you know, you're absolutely right. She's like, I actually called animal control and they said, well, your cat was outside too. And we have an ordinance against that. So if we come out, write him a ticket, we're also going to write you a ticket. And she was like, uh, thanks for your time and hung up and, uh, ended up spending like three grand on surgery on her cat today. Well, a lot of their argument was, uh, their pest control is like, well, that's not, no, they're not. They're killing native wildlife. They go, well, what do you want to do out of the pest? I was like, Get rid of the stuff that brings those invasive pests into where yeah, you I've live. I've driven through Alvin, clean That's up your yard. That's what yards. the garter snakes in my yard are for. Yeah, right. There are. Well, that was their whole thing. They're part of nature. You don't get upset about the owls and the hawks and the coyotes. I was like, well, well no. They have they hundreds of thousands here. of years of coevolution with their prey. They can handle that. The population <laughs> won't crash because an owl eats a bird. And it, if it does then the owls will start dying off. Like we see yeah, it when I hunt, you'll see, you'll have two or three years where there's a shitload of cottontail rabbits and no coyotes. And then you'll have two or three years where there's a no rabbits and a bunch of coyotes. And that's nature. That's nature. There's a, there's ebb and flow populations grow. And as, as a prey population grows, a predator population grows, right? And then it goes down and it goes down. But the problem is cats are not part of the natural world. And it always amazes people when I'm like, we created them. Like we didn't create cats. We 100 fucking percent did create domestic cats. Yeah. Go find those somewhere in the wild where they naturally can. Yes, we we made them from original wild cats, but what you have loose in your neighborhood is not that. But it still has those instincts. It is still a small murdering machine. Yeah. But yeah, and it always blows my mind when people are like, "My cat's fed well at home. It wouldn't." They they kill for fun. Yeah, they don't. They're not killing because they're hungry. That's what somebody commented on there, and they're like, don't feed those cats. They do a great job killing their own food. Well, no, keep feeding them, That's because the hopefully, maybe, you know, it'll, it'll slow them down a little, a little bit. Uh, I know we get on the, the cat soap box a lot, but man, God, that drives. It's just, I made a, I made a meme today. Uh, it was like, if you must, if you, must be your guest. <laughs> but it was like, if you like feral cats, then you have to like these. And it was a picture of like a wild hog, a, Nor- a Norwegian rat, um, iguanas, and Burmese pythons. Like, it, if you're going to like one, you got to like the rest of the invasive species. And then when people are like, oh, well, I don't want rats around. Well, the cats aren't keeping the rats because cats don't kill rats. Yeah. You know what kills rats? Rat snakes. <laughs> you know what will kill rat snakes? Fucking cats. <laughs> well, I'm like, get rid of the shit the rats are there for. Right. Like, obviously, you are giving them somewhere to hide and there's food. Nobody ever wants to admit they have rats, though. It's their, their fault that they have rats. So the ready said our house cat ate three cardinals last spring. So she's not hungry. She doesn't need to eat them to live. She just killed them and ate uh, and ate them. Yeah, because they're yeah. fucking cats. They're yeah, they'll play with it for mm-hmm. a while. It's not like they're doing it as a source of food. Like yeah, they'll eat it eventually. Yep. And that's why I said like dogs. Yeah, they're they're feral dogs, but dogs are fucking stupid. They'll compared starve to, to death compared to wolves. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's where they came from. Don't get me wrong. A group of dogs have been known to attack people here and there. 
But stray dogs a lot of times starve to death or just run out of the traffic and get hit by cars. But they're not killing native wildlife. And if at they the, are, it's not nearly on the they scale. They do, but not at nearly at the level. Yeah. So there are problems in rural areas of packs of, of, packs of, dogs. of dogs killing deer. And um, mainly they'll kill livestock because livestock are just easier. Yeah. Um, you know, right now they're trying to re or they are reintroducing wolves to Colorado. And it was Colorado Parks and Wildlife said, absolutely not. We, the, the land is too fractured. It's not what it was 300 years ago. So the uh, animal rights people managed to get it on a statewide ballot initiative. And of course, all the, the state's cities, like, yes, we want to save all them. the city people who won't ever have to deal with the consequences of the wolves voted for it. And part of it is that they can never, ever be controlled by hunting. So, so they're showing let that population go crazy. They're putting two packs of 15 to 30 wolves in two different places. And one of these places is a place where there's huge herds of sheep. Also, that's, yeah, there's going to, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be, I mean, look what happened in Idaho. Idaho has like no servants left because the wolves have killed so many and you can't really control wolves with hunting either. It's just like the wild pigs. They're just too damn smart and too good at what they do. Yeah. And they're just, they repopulate one, one dies. Like, yeah, they're probably the most efficient predator we have in North America. There's a reason we killed them off. That's right. Yeah. Well, that's, it always drives me nuts when people are like, talk about coyotes being invasive. Like, they're not invasive. You just killed the other canines. Right. They moved here. Those right. coyotes walked over here and said, yeah. oh, there's nothing here that's going to eat us? I've been reading a bunch about, about mountain lions lately because um, I got I listened to a, a, a Joe Rogan episode with um, this guy, Derek Wolf. He's a retired NFL player. And he's a he's a big bow hunter. And he he's the one who killed that big mountain lion, huge, like 200-plus pound mountain lion um, that was living under someone's porch. Jeez. And, wow. uh, and eating all the neighborhood dogs. Yeah, and, that's terrifying. Yeah, and um, I got I've been reading a bunch about it, uh, and what little spare time I have, and uh, it's crazy how they will like specialize. Like they've done all these necropsies on mountain lions, and they like found where this female only like primarily ate coyotes, hmm. and then her children, her her babies. Sorry, she teaches them how to hunt, and they are also like coyote specialists. Grab back one second. Okay. Um. And how they, it really depends on what their mom was good at because yeah. they keep their babies for like two years. They keep them around for a long time. They'll have like two litters, like they'll have a yearling and, a, and one younger living with them sometimes. Um, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like in British Columbia, they outlawed grizzly bear hunting. So now they have a grizzly bear problem. Huge problem because Manitoba is like 80% of British Columbia's population. And it's a big city. Yeah. So when they did this, uh, I don't know what you call it, a province, a state. Because it didn't affect them. Right. didn't affect them. So they. So sure. Save the bears. Yeah. And like literally like the the campaign stuff was pictures of Yogi Bear. Do you really want people to kill Yogi Bear? It's like, yeah. Um, that's not. This, yeah. These bears do steal picnic baskets, but they also steal your fucking life. I'm like, that's not right. Yogi out there. Right. So now they're having huge issues in, in BC with. Um, Grizzly, grizzly but that's when you see those stupid people that get out of their cars and they see a bear on the side. Yeah, he looks they, friendly. And they want to walk up to it and they're amazed that the bear attacks them. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a fucking bear. Yeah, they call them Torons for a reason. So The buffalo up in Wyoming. <laughs> right. I love those. I love those. <laughs> yeah, so do I. I'm like, wow, that guy did two somersaults. I love those. <laughs> yep. I'm like, if you're going to do stupid shit, I'm going to watch you do it. Yeah, I'm going to video it. I'm going to video it because maybe I can get some. But that's that's again that goes back to people don't see animals as wild animals. So these cats, they see all these cats as house cats. But you can't walk up and pet them, 
Right. You can't bring them home and cuddle with them. They're a wild animal. I mean, if you're brave enough, you can. <laughs> it's but. It. So that's the same fuckers who walk up to a buffalo and go, oh, I can pet this thing. Mm-hmm. No, that's just because you're in a national park and everybody's standing back looking at it doesn't mean that's a, a captive animal. Like, it's you can't do that. Like, when I worked at the zoo, so many people were like, so do y'all go in there with the tigers? Fuck no, it's a tiger. Yeah, it's what not a talk- domesticated animal. We, it's not how that works. It's still a wild animal. I get that it's inside of a cage, but it's still a wild animal. I was like, I talked before, a peacock flew in with the lion. The lion grabbed it, and the woman was like, are you going to go get the peacock? No, it's the lion's. That just became a lion that's, snack. That's, 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 what, what the hell do you want me to do? Just hit him on the nose of the newspaper. No, bad right. lion. <laughs> Spray him with a water bottle. Yeah. <laughs> we don't eat our friends. The peacocks are friends. I hate peacocks anyway, so that works out. <laughs> uh, anyways, all right. So it's, it's coming up on that time. Yep. Nathan, if people want to get a hold of you because you have all those eggs in your incubator, or if they want to listen to your podcast, what are the best ways for them to get a hold of you? Yeah. So first place you're going to find me is, uh, on Instagram. Uh, that's over at cats, reptiles, the handle you see on the screen here. Uh, K-A-T-Z. Nathan Katz, yep. K A T Z the Jewish way of spelling it. Uh, Robert, are you calm? Cats is never closes. <laughs> so- we have, we have a restaurant here in Houston. That's, it's a, a Jewish deli. It's been open for like 50 years called Katz's. And that's Katz's their- delicatessen. It's a New yeah. York delicatessen yes. that's uh, mm-hmm. very famous. Yeah, are, are you uh, he's Jewish, closes? and you're uh, apparently I'm a snake Nazi, according a, to this guy on Facebook. I don't name, so I don't know. Hey, this snake Nazi is okay by me. Yep. Um, <laughs> let's see, cats, reptiles, Nathan Katz on Facebook, and then yeah, the Retic Lounge on anywhere you watch, listen to podcasts. Uh, that clutches hatching out in may middle of may that's a let's see it's a 75 percent kalatoa 12 and a half percent jampea female taken to a 62 and a half percent kalatoa male uh looking for some phantoms some purple phantoms possibly snow phantoms if i get really really lucky so uh yeah if anyone I wants i can't action get into on those, there's too much math there right. Uh, the, these guys stay small. I'll show, I'll show you pictures of mom. If you, if you're getting really interested in retics one day, I, I do. I, I've wanted to retake for a while and I actually joined some retic groups at one point. And then I realized what the fuck am I doing? I don't need so, a 15 foot snake. Th- this will give you a little perspective as we close up, but she, after she laid was 12 pounds. Jeez. I could do that. Yeah. Katie, we yep. may get a retake. Yeah, Boa's heavier than that. Oh, yeah. Yep, definitely. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, if anybody wants to get a hold of Robert because you need a cage or acrylic displays, because yep. you made a tower display. I made a tower. Uh, it's been selling a ton of... Um, what the fuck is my dad talking Terrestrial and arboreal 8 by 8 by 16s Yeah. Um, and a shitload of the jumping spiders. Man, those sold like crazy. Like crazy. I sold... 36 10 of them this weekend because they're built like bricks they're not built like the cheap right. little thin acrylic, ones. acrylic well the, the thin ones aren't really cut. like they're the all people sell the uh like what you would put like a baseball in like that kind of thin yeah. plastic well the big thing on the on the ones i make too is that they are front opening and they have a litter dam on the top and the bottom what you would call a litter dam so that they can build their webs yeah and you don't have to destroy it every time you yeah, I've got them. yeah there we go i've got one Right here for anybody that's watching. Except I've uh, actually moved the keyhole to the right and left a little bit so that it doesn't go in crooked. It's the right uh, way. But yeah. It goes all the way. <laughs> yeah. 
This is, this Did is like you one say of the what is your dad talking about? Yes. It's from Harry Met, when Harry met Sally. That's right. Sorry, yep. I was dealing with some drama. So, uh, but I was listening. Yeah, no, it's the, that's what he meant by the place of the big uh, orgasms. Okay. We, so uh, she, we, she we have about 16 up there I've eaten there before. We ate at a delicatessen in San Antonio this Shilo's, past weekend. holy moly. How do you pronounce it? Shilo's. Shiloh's? Shilo's? No, it's Shiloh's. It was on. Did you not was, read the information on the memo? It was a German delicatessen. If it was a Nazi, you may have liked it. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. <laughs> no, but it was an amazing You dog. know, with freaking AI now, somebody could take all this and like literally put it, like literally make it where I'm saying, I'm a Nazi. You just said it. Yeah. We got oh, it. Oh, yeah. There you go. I got to just repeat that. <laughs> Clip it. Uh, well, thanks, Joe. Oh. Wait. Uh, that's for me. Pass it on over. Is there chicken to come with it? It is downstairs for you if you oh, wrap shit. this okay, shit up. Oh, shit. Okay, we're having We got Kane's chicken. Get a hold of Robert if you want. Kane's lost his calling. We're done. Get a hold of Robert if you want some cages, racks, or whatever. LSRaptorRacks.com. Dot com. If you want to get a hold of us, it is the Reptile Gumbo Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Gmail. Next week, we'll talk about giveaway stuff. Next week, we have giveaway. Oh, we do have giveaway stuff. Uh, oh, I finally changed my calendar back here, my my blood python calendar from cool. Brittany Gobble, so it's on March now. Uh, look at mine at home. I may not have. <laughs> uh, Nathan, hang out while we go off the air. Everybody else, we'll be back next week with uh, somebody. We'll figure it out by by then. Yeah, if you're interested in being on, <laughs> yeah, message James. Shoot us a message. Uh, we'll pretty much at this point have anybody on. It's it'd be fun. <laughs> not, not nothing against you, Nathan. No, you're not one of those. <laughs> No, I'm worried. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I, I. I mean, we had Dax on once. That's true. That is anybody. That's literally anybody. Yeah. So you'll be better. Who Max is on like three times? That's true. Anyone's gonna be better than Max. He wouldn't even fucking get eaten by a bear for me. I know. So, all right. Good night, to everybody. We will see all of y'all next week as we keep <laughs> dropping shit all over this room. Uh, and Bye. good. You would think this many episodes in, we'd be good at this. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>